Well, listen up, scoop close to your host with the most. Chris Smith, as he boasts, we toast as we roast. Any little problem, and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Yadney, your baby's dad, and he's spitting comedy magically. Scoring all your comic book, I wanna be, you're gonna be hit with a hook. I'll turn your face into a tragedy. Stevie B with the chemistry, dropping recipes and melodies, restlessly, especially using dark humor as his weaponry. Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an entity, no empathy, just credibility. Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memory, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily, alcoholic cast is the remedy. 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 This is Alcoholic Cast. I am your host, Chris Smith, and I'm my co-hosts. My name is Adney August. That's not your last name. Um, I know, but I just want the people to know that we have the same middle name. We definitely do have the same middle name. Uh, my name is Stephen August Borghese. Nice to see all you creamers and dreamers out there. And today we have a great update about Chris's relationship. Oh God, that was, <laughs> what the hell was that? I was trying to do some sound effects. That was so cheesy, dude. I know. Well, it's because we're not post, Chris. Well, we don't have like sponsors yet, still. So like, whatever. It was tight. Hey, the fans will appreciate me attempting the sound effects. So, anyways, back to what I was trying to say. We got to give a special thanks. Oh, yep. Let's give our special thanks first before I get out. We got to thank the people. Um, I wanted to thank someone in particular really quick. Uh, a friend I actually haven't um, talked to in over a year since I was back, you know, living in Sacramento, wrote me just to say that they really loved the podcast. They thought it was funny. And like the last sentence was, keep it up. You guys are going to go somewhere. Thank you so much for the kind words. It's really encouraging when we're when our boy here is all frustrated. He's doing most of the work. So when he's all frustrated with the technical part of the podcast – I feel better hearing those words. Peeking. <laughs> yeah, I got to give a shout out to fucking Patty. Fucking Patty. We all know Patty. Fucking uh, Patty Patty. Uh, Patty Patty. I forgot his last name. Because I barely fucking. In? Yeah, he's, he's no. yeah. he told me. He was like, dude, keep him coming. So I got to give a shout out to Patty. It's Oh, MacArthur. Don't see Patty. Fucking Patty. That's awesome. Name. I didn't know he listens. Yeah. Dude, so, that's fucking. Shout out to Patty, shout dude. Out to Patty, good looking. Definitely. We're all peaking right now, so we all need to come down a little bit. All right, got it. Um, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Han Solo dying at the uh, end of Star Wars. I'm not sure if you guys knew that yet, but uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> That's fucking retarded. <laughs> um, no, uh, I do want to give a shout-out, though, to uh, three people that work over at uh, Walgreens on the Vegas Strip, actually. Three people that we do not know, and yet they listen every week. Uh, they're fans. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Daniel Ryan and Jordan. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and keep eating ass and uh, keep trying to get prostitutes like we do. Same thing. Oh, one more. I guess got to give it up for our boys in Latvia. <laughs> Still <laughs> tuning Latvia in. Latvia every week. You we know. Gotta... Hey, we got a consistent I a, listener. I have Latvia. a special connection with the country. I mean, I'm also a big fan of Elliot Baskin. You guys might remember him from, from Spider-Man 2 and 3. You know, he was like the landlord, whatever. Yeah, sure, I know who that is. No, I have no fucking idea, but yes. You, you guys, because you guys don't rep- appreciate the culture that is Latvia. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't. No, I, no. I do. So I do, we're listener. I do. We are uncultured pieces of shit. One listener. One listener out in Latvia listening every day. Probably lives, you know, lives in, lives in a box. Lives out on the wow. streets. Wow, wow. Dude, I don't know. So insensitive. Is it a third world country? I don't fucking know. <laughs> so you just assume that it is? <laughs> I, oh, if it's not America, I'm going to assume it's a third world country. That's just kind of how it goes. 
You guys want to assume that? Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are better than me now, huh? Is that it? Yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, we that didn't say that, but we were definitely thinking it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I always think that too. All right, so <laughs> since everyone hates Stevie talking anyways, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm number, no, the number one, suggestion, no, number one suggestion that we've been getting is, hey, I love the podcast, but a little too much Stevie. <laughs> one person and you guys say a no, bunch? No, it was three. No. Who? It was three. Who's the other ones? Uh, you know who they are. Danny and Adam? Very fucking hilarious, guys. Well, when people know me, it's different because I say on the podcast I am a talker in general. So I know, of course, when we hang out and they talk to me and they're like, "You can't listen to the like Ashley in general. I can't listen to the podcast because uh." It's too much TV. Well, we worked right, let's together. Let's get uh, Chris really wanted to get something <laughs> off his chest because we had a little, like he said, an update. Yeah. yeah apparently, so, he wanted to get the. He didn't like me off his chest, huh? You put that shit. <laughs> he wanted to get. <laughs> if I didn't like you, I wouldn't be here with you right now. Yeah, so. I know that. <clears throat> I love you. Anyways, so last week we were talking about bad relationships, and I brought up the relationship with my uncle and about how me and my uncle didn't have the best relationship. Now it wasn't necessarily the worst, but it wasn't the best. Well. So I hadn't talked to him. Let me just give a little bit of a like a background. So the last time I talked to him was on Christmas. And on Christmas, I can't remember if I told you guys or not, so let's do a quick recap. On Christmas, we got into an argument over Christianity. Now, I was talking to my other aunt and my dad, and while I was being argumentative, uh, they understood how to talk to me, and I understood how to talk to them. So I think there's part of that why that conversation was able to work so well. But what happened was... We were having this conversation, and then finally Todd, my uncle, he gets involved in it, and he pretty much just uh, takes over the conversation. It's not a conversation anymore. It's him telling us, this is how it goes, this is Christianity, you're it's a wrong, lecture. blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a fucking lecture. So I was intoxicated at the time, and I admitted it. I was probably like eight or nine beers deep, and then I drove. I was like, fuck you, I'm fucking out. So this was the main reason why my uncle called. He called because he was mad that I left because I was drunk. And that was, you, wait, wait, I'm not done. Sorry. You want to know why he was mad, though? It wasn't that I was drinking and driving. And I'm sure deep down he probably did think that. But the first thing he said to me when he called me this last time, so all that happened in December. I hadn't talked to him for two fucking months, and then he fucking calls me, and I figure, Yeah, well, it, it's it's February 10th right now. Yeah, it's so, about yeah. two and a half months. No, so, no, a month, months. month and two, uh, oh, two yeah, weeks. Oh, my bad. Month, it was it was my last bad. year. Yeah, my, my <laughs> so, bad. Just last that, year, get over it, bro. Just putting that in perspective. Yeah, I continue. Was um, so yeah, it was like a month ago, but so he hits me up and he's like, "I just needed to tell you that how dare you uh, leave mine and your aunt's house intoxicated, putting us in jeopardy." We could have got sued and we would have gotten in trouble for it. That was the first fucking thing out of his. It mouth. wasn't. You could have got hurt. You could have hurt another human being. Nothing like that. No. You that was, that was next. That was next. All that was next. Oh, it so was the first part like was not your health. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, you got to get the most important thing out exactly. first. Yeah, if you're making us look bad, that's yeah, the most important thing. You don't want to bury the lead. Exactly. You know, the lead is, you know, they don't want to get sued. Exactly. So I was like, wow, whatever. And so then after that, he just wouldn't shut up. Like, he just wanted to keep going off. And 
I can take criticism. I think I do it with you guys all the time. We see it in the group chat all the time. Like, I'll get into an argument with somebody, and then, like, we'll make amends and whatnot. So, while, yeah, I do come in hot and confrontational, I'm not so stubborn to the point where we can't have a conversation. And we're all and friends. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Even if you do blow up, you specifically, Christmas, even if you do blow up and you get mad and you yell and you're, like, Ugh, so frustrated, you will a few seconds later that it would all went away you all you blew it all out you just needed that second and then you're back to okay i understand where you're coming and then you say like no you're right you're right i blew up my bad you're yeah. right like you do you realize what yeah. you are doing after you do it i mean at least you still realize it though. yeah so i'm getting better and i am trying now my uncle for so i want to show you guys this he would not stop <laughs> calling me non-stop <laughs> from 12 o'clock until three o'clock because I just didn't want to deal with him because the first time he calls me he's going off on me about the whole drinking and driving thing and I was like you're right my bad my fucking bad I shouldn't have drove you're completely right that was my fucking bad I shouldn't have done that but he doesn't want to end the conversation there he wants to keep going off about how I'm a piece of shit and how I've cost him $120,000 because he paid for my school and before I go any further I cost him $60,000. He keeps inflating that fucking number, and it's really starting to piss me off. That's a silly thing, though, to inflate it to you. Yeah. If he was inflating <laughs> no, no, it no, to, he's like, inflating it to him. Yeah, like, yeah, like if he was saying that to other people, he, that, oh. that little motherfucker cost me 120 That makes I sense, see. but you know the truth. I know. You know yeah. how much you that, cost It's like, him. dude, I have the loans. Like, I'm looking at the paperwork right now. I know for a fact that's not how yeah, much that's you like if, that's like if That's like if I said, Chris Smith, you're a piece of shit. You cost me hours and hours. I was editing... Every one of these podcasts, I spent hours. Like, you know that's not true. You did that. Right. Like, so it doesn't exactly. make any sense. Yeah, the, same, the same thing. My, my, parents, my parents told, or a family member of mine, told other people that I owed them more money than I owed them, which I didn't owe them anything. But they told other people, and other people told me, and then when I confronted them about it, then it was like, oh, well, uh, I didn't say that. And it's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you fucking did. Other people told me that you said that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so he's fucking going off the fucking handle, man. Like, we are five minutes into the conversation now or so, and I've literally said, like, five fucking words because he is just laying into me. Um, I'm a piece of shit. I take advantage of people. I'm ungrateful. He was just like, I have no accountability, and he was just railing off on me for, like, five minutes. And I didn't say damn words. I said five words. I'm sorry first, that I drove. Five for words. For the first, <laughs> like, five minutes, the first conversation, I didn't say a damn thing. But it got to the point where he started putting words in my family's mouth. So he started saying, well, you little cousins, which are my little sisters, your little sisters don't even want you in the family. Like, he started saying some outrageous shit. Nobody wants you to be around. Nobody likes you. It's like, what? That's some so third I straight shit. hung the that's, fuck up. Yeah, I was like, fuck this. Man. Let's get to the bottom of it. So I hang up, and the first thing I do is I call all the people that he said said that. Yeah. And they all said, no, I didn't say that. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. There's strike one right there, bro. Keeps calling me. Pass this around. Pass this around the table. It's the the no-caller ID one. And it goes, like, it's from 12 o'clock until 3.30, all in one day. He's a he's a weirdo, so he blocks his phone number. Oh, that he's that type of he's guy? He's that type of dude, That's yeah. a weird guy, man. Dude, he's sketch. Like, yeah, he's so fucking paranoid about people stealing his money and shit. He's what the a fucking fuck? weirdo, dude. Dude, you live in the middle of nowhere. People don't even want to visit you. Seriously. Like, let alone fucking steal your shit. And what I'm getting at I is he's... I counted 19 calls. I'm really getting at the fact that he's just horrible at relationships with anybody that's not someone that he is sexually interested. 
He doesn't have a good relationship with my little cousins. None of them. He has a relationship. It's not a healthy relationship. It's a relationship where, well, I provide for you, so you better mind your fucking P's and Q's. Because if you don't mind your P's and Q's, I'm going to be done providing for you. Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. He's dangling something. I need to finish the story before. Yeah, he's holding you hostage with his money. Yeah, exactly. I need to finish the story before I go into, like, the actual psychology or whatever you want to call it of what was happening. So he wouldn't stop calling me, wouldn't stop calling me. And so finally, everybody that knows who I am knows that it will, it only takes so much to push me over the edge and I'll fucking blow up. And. So he started saying all that stuff about, like, no one wants you around and all that. And I fucking lost it. And I was like, fuck you. I will fucking destroy you. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you think that you can just throw money at all your problems because you have money? You think that you can just fucking do whatever you fucking want? And while that might be true, it's not true with me. Just because you have money, that's not going to be, be uh, allow you to control whatever the fuck I'm going to do whenever the fuck I do it. I'm a fucking adult, and you have never ever treated me as so you have always treated me like well now i'm the man of the family and either you get in fucking line or you're going to be out of the family it's a dictatorship that isn't a family (laughs) that's exactly what i was saying i was like you're acting like a fucking dictator you're not allowing me to speak you're just yelling at me and by this time we're just yelling over each other he's not listening to me and i'm not listening to him because at this point it had been an hour or so of me fucking dealing with this so i call my dad and i'm like dad todd will not stop fucking calling me what do i do and my dad Laid it on me, the realist. He's like, you need just need not answer the call. Don't answer the Simple phone call. Simple as that. He's like, you don't you don't talk to him. Just don't talk to him. And I was like, yeah, yeah. okay, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Three calls later, I answer the fucking call because you won't stop. Off. You fucking, want to. You and want I to want to answer the yeah, call. At you this want point. to hear. And you like it, it's it. escalated so far at this point that guns are drawn. Let's fucking go. It escalated so far to the point that this motherfucker, who's a devout Christian was like, I'm going to turn off my Christianity for 10 minutes just so I can beat your ass. You, like, can, you can do that? You yeah, can turn off Christianity? And then you just ask for forgiveness. And it's okay. How convenient is that? Yeah, that's how fucking convenient, dude. And so, I, remember, I was like, that's you said, so Christian I remember you saying, you. like you telling us, like you made a really good point, you're all, that must be why you love being a Christian, because it's so easy for you to turn it off and on. You could do whatever you want, then just turn it right back on, and you're never the worst person. Yep. I was like, wow. And I was like, See, oh, me, wow. I want to remain. I'm the exactly. one that doesn't that's exactly have accountability. I'm the, I'm the person that's not holding myself responsible, because it pretty much sounds like that's you, bro. Like, yeah. And so he says that he's going to come out to my work, and I was like, you come out to my work, I'm going to pick up this motherfucking pipe wrench, and I'm going to lay it across your dome. I swear to God, if you come out to my work, it's over. I swear to your this God, is if you private, come out here. <laughs> yeah, this is private property. Like, by this time, the whole you're my uncle thing is faded away. You are now my enemy. Come and out here, is, Todd, huh? Yeah. John is real name. <laughs> and so this thing fucking just explodes, and it's not resolved. That's, like, pretty much where it ended. It ended with him telling me that I'm a piece of shit and that I don't have anything to offer and all this stuff. Well... Yeah. I really wish I would have recorded a conversa- the conversation a little bit earlier, but I didn't. But I did record a little bit of it, just so you guys can kind of hear what I had to go through. So I'm going to play a little bit of it for you guys. Now, it is from my phone, and that's how I recorded it with like the voice memos and everything. So it's going to be a little it's rough. Like thir- this is like a third-party recording. Yeah, it's from so your phone to so another phone to this. And this is actually Adney's and uh, Stevie's first time hearing it, too. So uh, it's about three minutes long. And there's a couple of stuff that he says that I do kind of want to address because I don't want to be painting a one-sided picture here because, like I said, I have already gone over this. I love my aunt. 
And I have, I have the utmost respect for that woman, and I have talked about it on the podcast before, how amazing she is and how grateful I am for all the stuff that she has provided for me, but that doesn't allow Todd to not treat, treat me like you, a yeah. fucking person. Like a fucking To, to treat me like a fucking, like, like I'm lesser than him. For nine years, guys, nine years they've been together, and that's been our relationship for their entire time of being together. It's been... You better fucking get in line. That's why I cut my dreads. That's why I went to school. It wasn't my idea to go to school. No, I'm not saying I wish I didn't go to school because we wouldn't be doing this right of course, now of course. if I didn't go to school. So I love what I fucking... I'm so fucking lucky and I'm so fucking grateful. But that doesn't mean you can constantly be putting that in my face. Well, I paid for it. I paid. Well, you paid for like 60% of it if you really want to get technical about it. And then that's where I start sounding ungrateful. I'm not trying to sound ungrateful, but when you're sitting here hanging it over my head all the fucking time, it's going to get to a point where I'm going to say fuck you. Or I could have dropped out. Or I could have not even... I mean, you moved, you moved away. You moved states away and you actually graduated. Yeah. See, most people get that kind of, like, they get that luxury. Like, that's awesome that he paid for it and everything. They helped you out 60%. And you still went and did it. You still graduated, and you're still working in entertainment. So I'm at least, still 40 grand dude, in debt. I know like, so many people who go to school, spend so their parents spend so much money, and they end up doing nothing with their career at all. That's worse to me than what, you know, you did nothing wrong. You're still using this. This is entertainment. This is. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely able to do this podcast because of school, exactly. for sure. So, like, it's not... But the thing that they try to say... Okay, I have to play this, and then I'll get uh, addressing everything else. So here's the conversation. And at this point, this is at, like, the end of the three hours. This is the last conversation. And so, I mean, this is just pretty much... The whole three hours went like this conversation, dude. Can't defend what? 
So first off, before we even get into anything, I just want <clears throat> to tell the story of what me and, have with me and my grandpa, because I love my grandpa, and he has supported me from day fucking one. When, before I was going to school, when I first got out of fucking high school, he was like, come here, let me show you how to live life. And my grandpa has shown me how to live life. He has given me skills that I am able to go out in every day and apply them. That school never fucking gave me, that Todd never fucking gave me, that Shalene never gave me. He gave me real life, hands on fucking skills. And for that, I am so fucking appreciative. We my grandpa, Todd as well. My I grandpa mean. is my number one, dude, by far. Like, it goes grandpa and then Shalene. Yeah. And it always has, and he's always been there for me. But before we, we uh, throw this onto the floor, I just want to say the whole me getting fired or whatever from my grandpa. Uh, I didn't get fired. I quit, and it was over a fucking conversation of marijuana because he wanted to keep calling weed dope. And I was like, it's not dope anymore, dude. Like, get with the times. It's not called dope. It's called weed or fucking... There's a million other things you can call it, but when you keep saying dope, the, the immediate like thing is meth. That's <laughs> yeah. what you're coming to mind. You're undermining it. You're just you're yeah. criminalizing you're it. You're making it seem like a horrible thing. It's an I'm, immoral thing. And I smoke it every fucking day, dude. Like I don't smoke it at work, but guaranteed when I go home and have a beer, I smoke a bowl, bro. Like, yeah, it's, you're doing dope because you're a dope. Yeah, that kind of I thing. smoked during all of fucking school, and I still fucking graduated with, with a three grades. fucking point yeah. two. You know, with like so it's like, dude, you know, like this whole thing. So. That's why me and my grandpa got into it. And yeah, I did quit because he was on my ass. Like, I was like, I need five minutes, bro. Like, give me five fucking minutes. And I walked out and I was like, I need to just vent it out because I know how, how I am and I know I'll explode. But my grandpa's super stubborn, just like me. And so he wasn't giving me any space and he wasn't giving me 
allowing me any time to blow off my steam, and so I just blew up on him, and I was like, bro, if you back the fuck up, I'm gonna fuck so hard! And he was actually gotten better at being less angry. He's like, I'm I'm not going anywhere. He's like, are you done? Are you done? If you don't get out of my face, I'm gonna fucking quit. I swear, do it. You will fuck. I fucking quit. And uh, I fucked with so yeah, I, I quit from my gramps, and yeah, it did take me like three months to talk to him again because I was really fucking stubborn, and I thought that he needed to apologize to me, but that was my bad. Like uh, I should have been the adult, and that's what should have happened in this situation too. My dad summarized it the best for me. He said, uh, uh, "As long as that, I'm, as long as I'm honest with myself." and don't lose who I truly am, none of this fucking matters because as long as I'm at peace and I've made my peace, then I won't have any other like existential energy that's weighing me down or this stress that's on my back. As long as I'm at peace with what I have done and if I've made my apologies to what I know that I did wrong in these situations and whatnot, then I'll be okay. I don't need this umbrella of money over my head to be okay i haven't used their money in like two years since i've graduated i haven't gone to them for any monetary value besides one time i went to my aunt and she got me some shades yeah guilty shouldn't have done that i fucked up right there shouldn't have got the sunglasses you know but besides that i think this whole don't you see that makes you spoiled though him being a sunglasses like you going to them using their money for extravagant Things like yeah, that. If you need twenty five bucks, I will let you borrow forty five bucks. Don't go to them for glasses. Okay? Two hundred ninety dollars. Being ungrateful right now, Chris. For glasses? She's not mad at you that she got you the glasses. She's mad that they cost two ninety. <laughs> no, she's fucking not. Crazy. She literally no. gave me a pair of oh, Louis okay. No, like she's mad that you would want sunglasses that cost three hundred dollars. Yeah. Maybe you <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> give me wait, a wait, pair wait, of my first sunglasses that were four hundred dollars. Were they the glasses from They Live? Because if so, you paid a solid price for them. If you could see. Like the realism around you with those glasses, then I would fully condone you paying that money. So, what do you guys Rowdy think Rock. of that? Do you, was I in the wrong? Oh, like, I gotta, what, what, I what's, to... what's going on in this situation? Like, what should I have done? What I shouldn't have answered the call, right? I should have just not even fucking like because yeah. no matter what, when I answered that call, he had a planned 20 minute script that he was gonna belch he to did. me regardless. Yeah. If and the I problem is, what I thought when I listened to that, when I first my first thought was. When you, like, the first call, you just let him vent. You let him go at it and say whatever the fuck you wanted to say. You didn't say anything back. The fact that you're like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have drove drunk. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. That made him more mad, I think, because he didn't have you feeling bad. He didn't, like, he couldn't make you angry. He couldn't get you upset. So you were stuck there agreeing with him. He's like, wait, I wanted to yell, though. Yeah. I wanted to get that. Because if he was really upset about that occurrence, why didn't he call you the day after it happened? Why didn't he call you the week after it happened, the month after it happened? No, he waited until fucking this far. He's maybe he's probably mad about something else, and he's taking his frustrations out on you. Because you know what else made me mad? You know what else made me mad? Chris Smith. Yeah. That's who made me mad. So I'm going to oh. take it out on him and call him a piece of shit because I paid $60,000 for yeah. him to go to school. Premature ejaculator, I'm calling Chris right now, and I'm going to tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> like, I think your aunt probably said some things about his penis, and he wanted to call you immediately. <laughs> took, it out, took it out on you. That seems viable to me. Uh, yeah, seems accurate. No, um, I think... Like, like Adney said, the fact that you apologized and you kind of, well, I you did a self-evaluation he, he, he was sitting there saying, I never apologized. And then he was also sitting there saying that he never said these things. 
So as these conversations and whatnot were happening, he was like, you never apologized. And I was like, dude, okay, well, then you weren't listening. Imagine that. Like, that's yeah. not fucking surprising. That exactly. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want, it is that, it's that quintessential parent thing. But I do All parents need to apologize do that. to my aunt. I haven't been able to do that. Oh, yet. that's so yeah, I that's do need course. to apologize to her. That's yeah. something all parental figures do is they never want a discussion. They want to just tell you, and they want to yell, and they want to bitch at you, and they love to repeat themselves. They say the same thing over and over again, like that. He said the same thing a hundred times in just that quick mm-hmm. recording that, that you made. Minute. They love to say and like and like it'll be quiet for like a, like he does. He gets quiet for a few minutes. And I literally and then don't he, even and say it's the same thing yeah. again. It's the same thing over and because they just want to have. I don't know what it is. I don't know what that, because I'm not a parent, so I don't know what it is, but there's something about when you're in that kind of figure and you feel you're taking care of someone else or you're whatever, whatever that is, you just want to bitch and yell and just be, I'm in command, like they're drunk with power. I just yeah. feel and like just until wanna... I have like a monetary value to them, he's not going to respect you. Have... Exactly. He's not going to respect you. And it's that same thing of, you're not like me, so you're not as good as me. Yeah. You have to be like me. You know, anyone who isn't like me is less of a person. Yeah, and I'm, I, we are here right now, strong believers in, you know, respecting our elders, all of us. Oh, yeah, we you wanted to people. keep bringing well, up the whole, sorry, no, I'm going right. to interrupt you, no, the whole, oh, you want to do this with your grandpa? You're goddamn right I want to do that with my grandfather, because my grandfather treats me like a fucking human being. My grandfather treats me like an adult. My grandfather has given me the the leeway. You know, it, we the have work built ethic. a he relationship. He you the work ethic that you have. Me I and mean, Todd didn't have a relationship. Me and grandpa have a relationship. Like, that was the plan. That's why I would never, ever do that for my grandpa. Yeah. Now... When he's saying you would never drink and drive from your grandpa's house, that's a lie. If me and my grandpa got into that same argument that I quit for and we got into it at his house and I was drinking, I would have left for that same exact reason. Because I don't – there comes a certain point in time in an argument where I know I'm just going to get louder and I'm going to start to freak out and I have to leave. If I don't take myself away from the situation, I'm going to break shit. Yeah. Because that's who I am. I'm destructive. I'm a destructive person. And I've understood that. I know and you're that that's to, who I am. To, so I leave, tried to fucking you, relieve the situation. Well, you, you, leave, realize so you, you realize you're Bruce Banner, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me angry. Did, did, Don't did make no one me else angry. See the parallel? <laughs> yeah, earlier. I will flux on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were literally saying... Don't get me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> oh shit! I'm getting angry. I need to escape. I'm, I need you don't to want leave. me. You don't want me stuck in this small metal tube submerged underwater. No, you don't want this. In, in the, in the, I'm, I'm gonna destroy things as the Hulk. Like that's what it is. But like I was saying, um, you respect. We respect our elders no matter what. But in turn, you still have to get respect from the elders. If, if someone who is an elder who's supposed to be a mentor to you, is, is somewhat is disrespecting you constantly. I'm not going to show you respect. Yeah, you're going to lose that respect. Yeah, you think you're going to earn it. It doesn't, it's not a one-way street of me respecting you and you treating me like an endangered Oh, yeah, it servant. is. Yeah, it is. I paid for indentured. your school. I or, paid for it? all of indentured. this. Of course indentured. it is. You said exactly how it is. Endangered species. You guys treat me like endangered species and shit. So you're going to listen to me. I'm an ignorant ass, so I don't know anything about vocabulary. But, yes, exactly. It's fucking stupid. He's going to treat you like shit and hold money, dangle the money over your fucking head, that to me is ridiculous. You don't need that. You don't need his fucking, but you're here, dude, you live, you don't live where he lives. He's not taking care of you right now. You're working your ass off. Yes, he paid you. I've seen you, you, dude, you were doing some amazing videos. You're working for Burton, right? Burton oh, I, Snowboarding. I did work for Burton. You did. You worked for Burton Snowboarding Company. Look up Shell Shock, everybody. Look up Shell Shock on go. YouTube. <laughs> you, you were doing Short stuff films, with your career. Great. 
but you were working for assholes and you said, listen, I'm not going to be treated like this at a job, so I'm going to, I'm going to find some place where I'm happy, which I completely condone your, anybody's happiness at their, like at their work. The last thing you want to do is work a fucking job where you're miserable. So you even leaving the entertainment, you know, the part that you were, the entertainment that you were working on, whatever it is, and going to work, say, with your grandfather, doing welding, all that stuff, that's great. Work where you're happy, man, until you find something that's that's where you're going to be satisfied. I'm more, I'm happier working with my grandpa right now than I was when I worked with Burton, even though that was an amazing experience, and I can say that I worked for Burton, and I I got to see uh, Danny Davis, I got to see the top the top echelon of snowboarders, and I got to hang out with them all week. It was really, really cool experience. But at the same time, my passion turned into a job, and that job turned into something I was hating. And when I'm waking up and I hate my passion, something is wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I think time it goes back, fuck like out. we talked about mental health, mental health at, you know, at very long length on this podcast, and it seems like Todd belongs to the school of you need to do not what makes you happy, not... A f- Work shouldn't be fun. It should make you money. So he went after the kind of career that made him a lot of money but didn't make him happy. And that's that's fucked him up. And so now he is who he is now. He's this guy who blows up on you for nothing, who takes out all his frustrations on like on the people in his life. He he just seems like a dick. And, and he I does think, that. And I think that's like part of the thing. Like he spent his whole life doing something he probably didn't love. He wasn't passionate. He didn't like, but he did it for the money. So now he's like, well, at least I got this money. And now he's holding on to that money. That money's so precious to him because his whole his like sanity and his stableness and his happiness was given away for this money. So that money means everything. So that's why he uses it as a weapon, maybe. And at the same time, it's like they, he doesn't understand that you went after your mental health. You were, looked out for your happiness and your stability. You said, I'm gonna go crazy here. I don't want to be there. I'm going to go crazy here. I don't want to be there. I am happier here, so I'm going to stay here for the moment. If I find someone that makes me even happier, I'm going to go do that. You're looking after your mental health because you're living okay. You're not struggling. So you're like, okay, look, I'm fine where I'm at financially. F- the financial thing isn't number one to me. That's down the list. What's, what's more important is happiness, and that's what you went after. And I think he just doesn't understand that, and it's important. And I think the reason that he's pushing Christianity down your throat so much because he was miserable. Like Adam, he said, doing his job, didn't find happiness. He didn't so find he the finds, Lord until like these later years. There you go. He finds <clears throat> happiness, in a sense, uh, by finding the Lord. So now it's like, okay, now I know happiness. He That's his happiness outlet. He gets and to God talk damn to it, God. you need to be happy too. <laughs> yeah, he gets to talk to God. He gets to, you know, which is weird. I don't know. Anybody who actually talks to God is usually in a mental institution. But um, Anyone who hears him back. Yeah, anybody <laughs> hears him back, there you go. Yeah, you fucking... It's just crazy because I get that dynamic and my aunt is just as much as a believer but has the complete opposite way of going about it and me and my aunt almost never have problems but because me and Todd ran into problems now me and my aunt have problems oh, because shit. and he feeds I, into her he's around her every exactly, day he's, he's gonna feed her around her he's gonna pick her brain and feed you know? into it like, yeah, and they only get like, they get a like day of Chris, worm tongue you know? just whispering yeah, in her ear whispering Chris needs to believe in Christ they get a day they get a day or me a day no you're not supposed to say that every month like once a month I'm there one fucking time so they have built this perception of the person that I am based upon these just bullshit meetings when I'm going down there for a day. Assuming you're this horrible person. Well, because, yeah, when I'm going down there for one day or I'm staying the night, yeah, I am going to get drunk out at that house and then I'm going to drive to Glenn's and I'm going to fucking party with Glenn. You're on a small vacation. You're on a small vacation. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know? That's 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 something that happens in statistics a lot whenever they do polls for stats. A lot of the times they forget 
who they're getting those stats from. Like they go to um, if they want to do a survey about sex and they ask a bunch of college kids and like, oh, we did this thing about sex. Well, yeah, but you ask college kids. College kids are very promiscuous for one and also only the kids who are comfortable with sex are going to talk to you the ones who aren't aren't going to talk to you so there's a you know a problem in your statistics it's the same thing with that is they're only taking this small small portion of who you are they're only seeing you for a minute and they're making large sweeping generalizations about you and yeah, it's killing for me. one day of hanging out. It's like because they're not gonna like really know this, Chris. This, yeah, they don't the know Chris. The perception that they have of me, like, and he kept saying, well, like, you now, let me talk you're to your grandpa. Than let me talk. Were. Go talk to my grandfather, fool. Go talk to him because he's gonna sit there and he's gonna argue with you and he's gonna say the exact opposite of what you were saying. He's gonna say Chris works every day. He gets here on time. He doesn't leave until he has to leave, or I want him to leave, you know, or he has that leeway to leave. If I have a job for him to do, he goes, and not only does he get the job done, but he gets the job done well. Not only is the job done, but it looks good, there's nothing around it, it's not a dirty fucking mess. My grandpa will back me because of the relationship that I have built with him. Well, and also they knew you before you even moved to Reno. They were, yes, they took care of you, yeah, they, you know, they had you in their house. But when I first moved here, you were living on your own with a with a girlfriend that you had. Oh, I, I mean, and you have become a completely. I mean, we've all grown, of course, throughout the years. But you are a completely different person from who I had met then to who you are now. So even when I moved to Portland, I mean, you're you were changing constantly, getting better, obviously. It's character development. Yeah, 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 character development. And so they know the Chris that was there before I knew you, and I've seen you grow in the. Se- I've known you seven years. In the seven years, I've seen you grow into an amazing human being. And they're not privy to that because of the fact that you've been gone for a couple of years in, in Portland. They didn't. Did they go see you? Because I went and lived my with you. I went up there when I graduated. There so you go. One time. So one like time. But there you go. That that means in that short amount of time, she only gets to view you for you know a couple days, and then you coming back down and visiting them. They don't. They don't know you anymore. Mm. I'm sorry to say that, but they don't know the Chris that I know. No. They don't know the Chris they that I know. They remember we, the Chris that was such a problem. They had exactly. to team up to go find your dad. And they have this. They have, they, they <laughs> have this, your ass. They have this vision of who you were, and they still kind of put that in like that's Chris. If someone asks them, he's got to be worse, is, right? Who is Chris? <laughs> yeah. Who is Chris? They'll explain it as they knew you when you lived there. That's they don't. How I feel they can't too. explain it like we can. Like yeah, he is. Chris gets angry, but he he. Starts to, you know, self-evaluation and, okay, I know I'm angry, I'm, I apologize and everything like that. They don't get the Chris that we get. So, of course, they're going to have, you know, fucking something over your head. They're going to think of you like a shitty person. Then when you come and see them, they're, like, prepared and for it. And it's already they prepared hostile, for it. It's know, like, oh, shitty Chris is coming. Tension. And shitty Chris is coming to You feel that tension, you're like, I need to relax. Yeah, so and you have I can't a drink relax when this motherfucker Or four. Exactly. Or eight. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, you're a piece of shit for being drunk yeah. and not, you know... Believing in a zombie Jew. Yeah, and then I'm the crazy one because I enjoy psychedelics to find my spiritual release. I'm the crazy one when you're sitting here yelling at the top of your lungs. Who seems more at peace? Maybe he needs some psychedelics, man. Oh, I would love to dose him. I would love to dose (laughs) him. Is that, can you, is that like manslaughter or something? You allegedly would like to do that. This is not, I mean, I would dose him. This podcast is not a confession in any way, shape, or form. This podcast does not condone drugging others. Others uh, around uh, you or family members. Thoughts and, <laughs> the thoughts and opinions expressed here are thoughts of only Christmas <laughs> and not of the alcoholic cast as a company. Oh, but uh, okay, well, I mean, yeah. So yeah, so but, that uh, was shitty, shitty situation. And Dude, I, that, that was super sucks. heavy on me, and it was it is family. It is family. It fucking it caused a ripple throughout my entire family. Like I had a two-hour talk with my dad. Like later on in the day, you know, I had to 
call my little cousins, one of them literally just popped out a baby, and the other one's pregnant, you know, I'm not trying to add this extra stress to them, I didn't want to call them, but I needed to know if they said that, I needed to know if, if he was lying to me, or if those words actually came out of their mouth, because if they actually came out of their mouth, then I would have done some self-reflection, I would have been like, fuck, I, maybe I am fucking up, I need to kind of check myself a little bit, but when they all told me, no, 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 I was just like, it's over, fuck you, and the next day I went to Brazilian jiu-jitsu class because now I'm a hone in my craft because that nigga tries to step I'm a da 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 <laughs> though the relationship with your family right now at least that immediate isn't that great you it's still have your horrible. friends and guess what yeah. friends do more for you anyway and speaking of that very fucking thing of course Super Bowl just happened Right, a lot of people doing Super Bowl stuff, but we got a little special treatment because our boy Stevie here, <laughs> using his powers and his pull, <laughs> the powerful Stevie, uh, powerful, <laughs> powerful Stevie, got us into a private uh, Super Bowl party, um, and uh, like like high rollers basically all hanging out, and we got to go into this private party and sit just like a foot away from a huge flat screen watching the game. We got a bunch of free food, top notch, free drinks too, open bar. It was, and that was just a great thing, all thanks to friends, you know, like, and that is so much better. And sometimes it makes you really feel like, what's the point of keeping these just connections with your family if they treat you so bad and your friends treat you so yeah, right? I was told uh, from a, my first chef, his name's Craig Dummer, great guy, Um, he told me, Never surround yourself with people who are negative to the equation. He's like, your, your life is a mathematical equation. If there are people that are negative to the equation, get them out of your life immediately. I think I'm that person then in their equation. I think I'm that negative person in their equation because then, I'm not with Christ or I'm not saved or I'm not holy or whatever it might be. Yeah, and then you're, I mean, your they are that. Your chemicals don't match. He yeah. is that, he is that <laughs> negative equation in for your me. life. Yeah, right, for so. me. Your oil and water. Mm-hmm. So how do how do I how do I how do I fix it? Is there a way you to fix uh, it? you sit here and you talk about our Super Bowl party that we went to <laughs> on our podcast that we have? You're right. You're right. Let's talk about this. Let's bring it up. Let's try. We it's pretty serious here in the podcast. So let's make it a little happier. Let's talk about how the fun and the annoying things that we had. First off. Um, I actually had to work Super Bowl, but Stevie, you had to work too. As well. Yeah. Not only did I have to fucking work. So listen. I, what'd you say, Chris? I'm sorry. Chris, Chris didn't off. have to work. <laughs> I love how he whispers into it, and then I don't, I don't know what yeah, he whispers. Yeah, I whispers. for my grandpa, no, so no. I got the day off. I don't know what Chris whispers until I re-listen to the podcast, I'm like, and I'm like, that son of a bitch, you really just said that about me? You just told me I was stroking like that. And you said I was stroking? And I have to text Chris and say, you're whispering shit about me behind my back in on the me? podcast in here in front of me. Is it behind, behind my back, back. Yeah. It's in front of you behind my back. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, I did have to work Super Bowl. But the funny thing is, is my um, restaurant is always closed Super Bowl Sunday. Most restaurants in our casino is closed down. We bring in a bunch of different people. We try to convince people to come in. It's, it's like $60, I believe, for what you can drink and eat. But then everything's prorated. Or I can't remember what it is at the end. Basically, the bartenders still get tips, all that stuff. Uh, so I usually volunteer every year. I was on hourly, so I would say, yeah, yeah, of course I'll work. I don't watch football. I didn't even actually know who was playing in the game until that day. So I mean, I don't really care. Like, yeah, like really... Stevie says, he's just he's not a big sports guy. Yeah. So, so finally, I had to, I was forced to work. I was told I, I was asked actually two weeks prior, and I said, you know what? No, I'm going to take it off. I got plans with someone. Um, I'm going to go enjoy myself for the first time. I don't have to work because I'm on salary now. 
and then I get told two days prior by someone who is um, higher up than me, uh, well, sorry, that's not how it works. You are on salary now. You have to work. And I was like, what? Kind of taken aback by it because I always volunteer. You would think someone volunteers, someone's always like, oh, no problem, I can help you out. The one year I ask or yeah, tell them. You would think they'd be like, yeah, you know, you always volunteer, man. You're such an awesome, you know, person and whatever. You can have it off. Enjoy yourself. But no, yeah. I was told I'm forced to work. But the cool part was I got to run two of the biggest parties there. So, like I said, I'm very small, 5'4". I'm one of the youngest. I am, well, the youngest supervisor at the building. So I got to go around and delegate and tell everyone else what to do and basically stock the lines. And so that was really cool. I got to bring them Just in. Just talking with people. Hey, you, yeah. got, you got enough shrimp? Yeah, I got, I got like two full three pans. <laughs> So you think two full three pans is going to be enough. Is that what you, is that what you think? And then I ask the guy next time, he has uh, two things of shrimp. Is that enough? Do you concur? <laughs> do, you, do you concur? They catch me if you get... Yeah. What do you mean? Well, he has two three pans. <laughs> so you concur. <laughs> I should have concurred. <laughs> but So I had to work. I was forced to work, which just super shitty. But the perks of that is the fact that I bring my two friends in. And not only the perks of being able to bring my friends in, but, I mean, well, the, it's the idea of... Them coming in, get to enjoy themselves. I get to see them happy, super happy, eating food, getting drunk. They don't have to worry about anything. Tip your bartenders. Always tip your bartenders. Like that is that's the main thing. We tip it's mad. Being oh, in the I service. Like, Look, can I just say, this bartender is so hot. Yeah, but she doesn't listen to podcasts, so she can go fuck herself. Oh okay? man, she is sexy though. But it was really Jesus funny Christ. because she keeps. She Listen, kept touching Addy's face. We can smell your erection. <laughs> it was right now. hilarious. She touched me like twice. No, she touched it like three times. Like she would go by Adney and then Are you trying to get Adney in trouble? You're making it seem weird. You're making this weird. You're making it weird. It was weird. That's why I'm making it weird because it was weird when I was watching. She's engaged. Let's get this straight. She knows Des. Still weird. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have both of them on. We're going to have her and her fiance on. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, her fiance's a a musician. He's awesome. But like I said, tip your bartenders. Always tip your bartenders. That's what's funny is she's going around, like like you're doing it, she's doing it pro bono, like you said, running around, serving all these dirt. And like the, the, the party was packed. All these middle aged white dudes, as you'd expect. And they're like, oh, you know, screaming and cheering and like so fucking having fun. Yeah, super, right? And uh, and she's going around and like she's holding trays of like a dozen to 18. so many drinks, They're huge. And she's like, so many. And she's handing them out. After all those drinks, she gets $1 tip. (laughs) Like her first tray she brought up when we got there, she got back one fucking dollar. And the second time, I think she got two. She was And, like, mad. that's all she got. And we're like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and, like, she, like, since I work there and since we're friends, like, I get discounts on drinks all the time. But I still, like, throw down. Like, if I spent, you know, $15, here's a 20. Right. You know, at least. Yeah, that's how so I was So it's, too. like, ridiculous yeah. to, like, think, oh, well, the drinks are free, so why should I tip? Is that why your thing? Why would you I not spent $60 tip? to get in here. It's like, well, yeah, you're getting a lot for that $60. I mean... How do you not like? I remember we talked about before about people in the service industry, like you asking about the tipping thing. I'm like most people do not like to tip, and they do not tip well. Perfect example. Here's a girl working her ass off, you know, for free, and she's getting she earns like five dollars. She's getting hourly, but let me also oh, wait, say she's working, this is what I found out the next day. So, so she works. She earned five dollars from she other. Was like this is, there was an auto grad at the end. There was an auto grad at the end. And they left with a couple hundred dollars, probably like five hundred dollars each. Bartender. No way. Yeah. So, but still, 
Wait, how does that work then within the service oh, industry? Like, so, I, so if I get a party, charged, well, no, Eldorado charge a certain amount of money to get into the party to get to, for drinks and for the food. Now, Eldorado pays for that. It's a way to bring in customers, everything like that. They're gonna end up gambling. You want to get people in there to gamble. You give them free food. You give them booze. What are they gonna do? They're probably gonna go downstairs and they're gonna gamble. That's what you want. So you're kind of like. It's it's a give and take sort and of thing. And a big thing is the you fact that it's, since it's a Super Bowl party, they're they're gambling on a game. We've I've, I heard a couple of guys talk about mo- be yeah. having money on the game. And yeah. of course, where are they going to go? They're going to go cross down to a different bookies? No, they're going to go to no, the bookies yeah. downstairs. Yeah, exactly. So in the end, the casino is making money, and they're actually hooking people up. So it's like the people feel like they're getting hooked up, but then they go and gamble. So you know, but in the end, Ashley still got fucked by all those people who were giving her nothing. And when I told her, hey, I'm going to bring. Uh, I thought it was gonna be a little bit more people. I thought it was gonna be Josh and Kenny, and so I was like, I'm gonna bring a couple friends in. They're gonna. I didn't know that it was free booze, so I said, you know, charge them whatever you want. I'm gonna give them food. I'm gonna give them free food. I already let them know that they're gonna be paying for their drinks, and then it was just you two, and she hooked it up for you guys. Yeah. So that is awesome of her. Yeah, she's awesome. Super sweet, amazing. So that was really cool. She was really cool. She was. Uh, we got she, had, she like wanted to talk about little jokes and stuff. She was cool. She was really personable. Yeah. Wasn't she's like, always yeah. Cool. She was awesome. We gotta talk about uh, the dudes that were behind yeah. us well, uh, that were all around well, us. Well, I want to say for me working, I I wanted to bring this up. What I the fact that I had to work the only one in my whole company was, or my restaurant in particular was my forced restaurant. to work. I call that work rape, which is being forced <laughs> to do a rape. job that isn't part of your normal routine. It's painful. It's meant it mentally weighs on a person. You hate every second of it, and you beg for it at the end. Work rape. <laughs> That's my word. I created a word for it. When you're forced to work on your day off. Yeah. And you don't get anything out of it. You don't get paid. You're on salary. You're trying to work rate me, huh? You're trying to work rate <laughs> me right now? Bill Cosby, you're trying to Bill Cosby in this company. You're yeah, Bill Cosby me yeah. in this company. Work rate. Continue. What were you saying? That should, you should be able to go to H&R for that rate. shit. Uh, that's ridiculous. But yeah, just these fucking one guys. One word, by the way. That's one word. <laughs> they, 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 these fucking guys. Like, so, like I said, like, just all these fat dudes who are all, you know, like they're wearing jerseys or caps of their fucking favorite players. Like, you know, that's their boyfriend in high school and they want to support him. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit. And my, just team. Like, my team! My team! Motherfucker, you, you know, don't play for that team yeah, at all. Who, like, they just... And that's the thing, like, people just want to feel that sense of community in all things. The reason why, like... Any subject can turn into such a war between two groups. Everything gets turned into that black and white. From, like, of course, like, from religion to fucking politics to even, like, the iPhone and Android. People are get so angry over that. And so you have these guys who are talking about these teams and they're so adamant about it. We're watching the game. Me and Chris are trying to get into it. And then, like, what was it? Like... Um, Denver moved like 15 yards and oh it's over yep. game's over the it's entire over. crowd oh, like was two minutes into the Denver. first quarter yeah, yeah. it is there's yeah. no score yet there wasn't like, even a score yet and it's they're over. like oh, and they give them the trophy then, now might as well just hand them the trophy now yeah. what's the point they're of wasting like, our time the first score was a, it was a field goal so it was three yeah three it was points. three to zero and they're like it's over three it's to over, zero man. it's over like so matter of factly or maybe that you two just don't know football because it was over it was like Broncos won that's the thing though that's what makes me so mad is that maybe those guys knew that's what makes me so mad is that the Broncos did end up winning so they feel like they know football now because they're all, yeah, I knew they were going to win. That's why I got this hat and this, this jersey thing that I'm wearing. And I said that. I told you they were going to win. New Age Nostradamus. I knew they were going to win. New Age Nostradamus. They knew how it was going to end. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. 
Like, it's such bullshit. Like, dude, it was a 50-50 chance. Like, <laughs> there was this guy. Yeah. Do you, like, you not realize it's 50-50? <laughs> These are both good teams. They made it to the last game of the of the football, right? Of Either the football. <laughs> there was this guy who was, like, easily 350 pounds, and he's not fat like a lineman more. that's fat. You know, a lineman fat is somewhat fit. This dude is fat. Like, you're fat. And he's like, well, if those offensive linemen could just get off the ball a little harder, you know, get some traction into there. Why? He was giving so much advice. And, like, there was a guy who, the, he was, like, the only guy in the bar rooting for uh, the Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. And he did look kind of like more like a lineman. He was yeah. a little bit taller. Yeah. His belly was smaller. And his upper body, you could big. tell. Like, I shook his hand and everything. We were just bullshitting. And it was, like, a grip of bananas. That's what it felt. It was like, this guy's fucking, yeah. this guy's a monster. <laughs> did you play and, football? No, but I ate some pork skins once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same thing. Pork skin that, football. Yeah, that's what that's, that that's guy was like. Who's sitting do? right behind Chris. And he's just this fat, bald oh, fuck, and he's so, so round. Fat. And it's like his chair was scooted like two feet back from the bar because his belly was in the way. <laughs> oh, and man. he's just and he's just like and he's like and I think he's like, oh no, they suck. Yeah. No, Carolina sucks. Carolina they doesn't suck. know what they suck. Trying. Yeah, they yeah they oh, suck. Gosh. They made it this far. And it just made the but game they suck. that much worse. Because yeah, you're trying Carolina to. Carolina like could not do anything so this guy is sitting there thinking that he's all knowing and he's he like thinks oh, he's football doing lively, fucking god it. yeah like, oh, god. it was, so it was one of the most painful experiences and that's that what makes me and what me and chris talked about people while paid to be there i would hate that yeah, here's the thing i paid for this i couldn't say anything because well, i me didn't and chris no, you didn't get there, so. Where, where's your ticket ah well <laughs> i threw it away i didn't yeah. think i needed it no, don't make me get the <laughs> chef bro do you want to eat do you want to eat? <laughs> you, you, you want to eat. I can see it. I know you want to eat. You threw a plate right there. Was, this is not... Like, we talked about, what, a week ago? About you shouldn't go to public places to watch sporting events. We were just you talking about real it We don't learn. And then we fucked We don't up. learn at all. <laughs> we're like, don't... We even said, don't... If you want to watch the Super Bowl, only watch it with your friends. Don't go to public places. Don't go and to we go to a public place. Oh, that's we're exactly what we fucking moron. Okay, but to your guys' These fucking mongoloids. <laughs> these fat fucks. These motherfuckers who's probably never thrown a ball. Don't know how to jump rope. To your advantage, me saying free food, free booze, come to my work. What are you going to say? No, I don't want to be around people. I know it's going to be like a fat guy there. You're going to be like, talking shit about the game. I don't want to be there. Uh, you guys even hesitate. Like You didn't say how much, what kind of food, Um, how much, how much booze. You said... 10 minutes. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Don't even worry. I'm 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10 minutes. You pulled a Pulp Fiction. I'll tell you that. The Wolf. You drove oh, there shit. immediately. Yeah, there were times when the game could get tense and it wasn't. You're like, oh shit, Carolina's showing some life. But then the Denver de- defense just kept shutting them down. That hard. defense was probably the best defense since the 84 Bears. And this is going to fly over whoa, anybody whoa, whoa, that doesn't like Super Bowls. That's kind of a but the 84 Bears. Wait, I'm pretty sure like literally 84 the... Bears? Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm just trying to... Wait, I'm the listener. I'm trying to understand uh, what you're talking about. Like the 1984 like it was Chicago as hard Bears. to beat up 84 Bears as... <laughs> That's a lot Sorry, of bears. I, was, I don't think there's that I many bears confused. left. Stevie was confused. Oh, I apologize. That was, Continue. That was Can good, you imagine, dude. though, if you had, like, 11 panthers fight 11 bears? <laughs> like, <can you> just... <laughs> or, like, because it was Broncos. Broncos the game was dude, Broncos versus Panthers. I would fucking watch so much sports if, yeah. it was, if it was 
Broncos, horses like actual, versus Panthers. Actual, like they take the that mascot so and they're like, we're gonna have That's not a match. A horse versus a Panther. That horse is gonna lose. No, no, no. That's, no I think it's a better fight than the than the bear versus the Panther because a horse can kick you to death, homeboy, and they're faster. And the Panther, Panthers. Here's the thing. Horses are made for long distance sprint. Like they, they have great endurance. But Panthers, all cats, are sprinters. They're ambush predators. So they wait till they get close, have a quick burst of energy, and then that's it. They don't have that long. Even cheetahs, who are the fastest land animal, they yeah. You know, but you put him in a stadium. A you must not favors. You must not be a true. You put him in a stadium. Point. You know? could, but that is kind of a big, it's kind of a big stadium. It's kind of a big stadium. Uh, you must not be a true. Have you ever hundred yards? Have you been like down the whole length of like a football field? Up and yeah. Down? It's not that far. It's really not. No. But you Panther must not fuck up a horse. You must not be a uh, an Animal Planet fan, because uh, <laughs> Adney obviously knows. Like if that was the football, if that was, <laughs> if that football, was the football, if that was the football, if Panthers Adney like, would know so much more than everybody about the and game. Here's the thing. Yeah, but you know about the cats? Like these cats, most <laughs> <laughs> dangerous. Like, and here's the thing: he would like, be Panthers, the fat guy at the bar. <laughs> Panthers aren't like as like if it was fucking uh, lions or tigers or bears. I, oh my. <laughs> so you knew it was coming. You said it. Up. I instantly thought you set you, you set yeah. me up for that joke. Jeez, like a T-ball. That was and then, such a lame joke. But I don't even care. You don't even care. If it like Panthers aren't the biggest cat though, and the, I think a Bronco would have a lot of size advantage. So it wouldn't. So you couldn't just have. So it's harder for them to take down. Yeah, maybe two, they want to be able to... on Bronco. That Bronco's done, yeah. homeboy. Going for the throat, it's dead. Yeah, so the... that would be a good match. And the teeth, <laughs> the teeth, the teeth comparison is a lot. Better. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. you gotta think teeth. Like yeah. you gotta break it down to teeth. You know, Broncos have I know. better hairdos. <laughs> I mean, That's the Indianapolis song. Colts would be screwed because they're just a little Bronco. They'd what, be fucked. What's funny is the ne- the next day I came into work and we get newspapers uh, as we get to work. I like they're they're sitting there in the back and I walk in and I I had to take a picture of it. And it was who was it? Peyton Manning is the Broncos. Was that his yeah. name? It said it said on the front the old man and the D, in parentheses the D. Oh, and I was like, what? what? Oh, no. Was like, oh, there's some things that happened in the game that I didn't see or what? Fucking <laughs> Peyton Manning. Like, I'm retiring. Pulls out his dick. It's <laughs> like, woo, the old man and the D. I don't care about drink, these sponsors. Drink Budweiser, bro. He's like, this fucking Papa John's. <laughs> hey. Budweiser didn't even pay him to say that. No way. Budweiser didn't say didn't shit. Pay him to say he that said that. Apparently, Peyton just likes Budweiser. He, look at his face. He's just that fucking guy. He, he looks just like, like he's he a like dope. He looks like yeah. a dope. He's one of the greatest <laughs> athletes like, oh, ever, but oh, he's a dope. Athletes, that's the wrong word. Quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks. Okay, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, sorry. Cool. I just, I was trying to get more. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, I just, I, home. I hang out with my family. Watch my dogs run in the field. I drink a lot of Budweiser. That's, uh, that's what I do. I, 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 watch, up this I, morning, I watch old games. I have some toast. You know? <laughs> I just want to thank the... I just think we went out there. We gave 110%. Uh, the, you know, the other team gave it 105. That's why, uh, that's why we, uh, <laughs> that we gave it, that, is that 5% is, uh, living a little bit more. And I just want to say, uh, Jake Budweiser. And, uh, yeah. And they're always some stupid fucking cause they want to support after, especially when it's affiliated with the NFL. Like, uh, whether it be, well, no, this one isn't stupid, but, uh, I guess that's the wrong word. I shouldn't have said stupid. Um, but there's always a cause that's behind it, whether it's the military or, um, What's uh, the breast cancer? Oh, the breast cancer. I'm thing surprised is there isn't bullshit. one. Here's the thing, for though. For Valentine's. Here's the different thing, though, is that the breast cancer thing isn't. If they're not funding breast cancer research, they're only 
uh, funding the awareness of it. Mm-hmm. So they're caught. Listen, everyone, they're not helping research. They're not they're helping not. fight cancer. They're helping let people know yep. that cancer exists, which is so superfluous at this it's point. Fu- That's Charity fucking stupid. Oh, fucking Dude. bullshit. That's Dude. like if I, I want to make, I want to start a foundation of the sky is blue awareness because I know there's some people that don't know the sky is blue. Or that the earth is round and not fucking flat. (laughs) Do you know Um, the NFL doesn't have to pay taxes? It's one of the biggest... If not, It's basically a religion. We we should want to make fun of the rest of the spectacle that is the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the the breast cancer... Yeah, the breast cancer (laughs) awareness is such fucking bullshit. I mean... Uh, yeah, I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. We'll get that. We'll Can we talk, talk about, about how Lady Gaga looked like one of those invisible twins from the Matrix Reloaded? Oh, but, she oh, did. So or um, like the girl off of uh, the Hunger Games. Yeah, everyone yeah. said the Elizabeth Banks character. Yeah, yeah. What? What about Beyonce? I, I, dude, is it just me, or ha- did Beyonce eat the other two remaining members of Destiny's Child? What? Because that's what she looked like to me. What? I actually thought she looked she really is, good. I didn't think Are she looked you good. Fucking at high. All. Are you really trying to say that Beyonce I'm looks a small fat? Guy. She's big. Beyonce did okay, not. Listen, look listen. Fat. I'm only great. listen. She looks fat. No, 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 listen, listen. Great. I'm only fat shaming because I know she listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's, we have listen, a lot of text conversations. I'm <laughs> trying to shove her with all my might uh, into the right direction of losing all my might. might. Oh, um, but I thought I actually thought and. I want to bring this up real quick. Uh, I thought like the show wasn't that bad. Um, I hate Coldplay. Not a fan of Beyonce or her music at all. Bruno Mars, kind of a showman. Got to come gotta, on. You got to give some respect to Bruno. Bruno Mars. You can't. He sings very well. Um, I couldn't. I just, hate I just on didn't him. like what they were all wearing. It was a Black Panther awareness a no, concert. Now here's thing. the thing: is like they were paying homage. It was Black History Month. She's like, I'm gonna use this. It's just to pay homage. To a group that we're that we got to realize the reason, like a lot of people I've served, is this is the exact same thing as if they did a Ku Klux Klan. Not at all. And, and let me, I, let me Sorry, fucking apologize. say this. Apologize. I really need to say this because I keep saying this all over, all over the internet. People comparing it, saying it's the exact same thing as the KKK. The Black Panther was not. The Black Panther Party was created because of the oppression that a people suffered for hundreds of years people forget is that slavery has only been abolished for about 150 years and things weren't great after that you had like the jim crow laws oh, that were, as soon as civil war ended you had this you had the jim crow laws who basically said you're two-thirds of a person you're not allowed to vote you're not allowed to own land all these restrictions we're going to force all the cores of segregation they forced all black communities to live in the worst places they could possibly find Ghettos, and through that schools. it's hard to and like and then the kids had to live in that and when the kids are born it's hard to fight out of that because not only are you surrounded by just horrible shit, but you're less likely to get hired. You're less likely to do anything in your life, and it's just a recurring thing. And this party was the re- the, re- the it originally was created in Oakland because of bru- of police brutality. They were beating uh, like just black citizens for no reason. So like we're gonna it was the whole rallying cry was we're gonna police the police. We're gonna watch. So they just they actually were armed, but they were just standing there watching like. Don't do this. Like we're, it's a, it was a symbol, like the Batman, basically. Of we are, this is a symbol of justice and what's right. And we're gonna use a little bit of fear. We're gonna try and scare you. We're not gonna try and like, you know, we're just we're trying to scare you. Just try and make to stop to push back. You've been sitting or bullying us for so fucking long. We're just gonna tell you that no fucking more. Yeah. And that's what that party was. And it was like by fucking like 1980. It was, there's only like 27 members. Uh, this thing, like the party got started, um, 
before, like, that's the thing, is segregation lasts until 1965. Can you fucking 1965. believe that? 1965. Samuel L. Jackson was a part of the Black Panther Party, and that's one of my favorite actors. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't a cake, like, Damn the KKK the fucking KKK, movement is ridiculous. They, the white fucking... people were never oppressed, and yet they started this group that was all about hate. It was all about, we need to make them leave. We hate these people. We want to murder them. Lynchings, everyone. Lynchings happened. Yeah. Like, that's a thing that happened. And, and this, their whole group, their whole core behind that was, fuck these other people. It wasn't, like, we're, we're being bullied and we're just telling you no more. They didn't come from that same place. So saying it's the same is so fucking ignorant and you're just not, you're not stepping outside of yourself to look at the situation in just a, like, a clear view. You're looking at it from a very ignorant place. And yeah, I'm like, okay, maybe you think it's a little, like, you shouldn't, you know, promote the Black Panther Party. Well, she's, she's paying homage to something. She didn't, she was paying homage to something, and she paid homage to Malcolm X, too, who was a civil rights activist. And part of the civil rights movement was black, the Black Panther movement, so of course you're going to pay homage to these people that they are the reason, you have to trace it back, they are the reason that we are, we are so progressive, and as far as we are now, you have to give homage to these people that were like, you know, a step ahead of the movement. They are the reason that black people have so much free rights as they do now. And uh, the dude from Coldplay was like, did like that rainbow effect thing and like he pulled up that like rainbow flag and he was basically, his message was, you know, pro, uh, you know, gay and lesbian rights. That was was his whole thing. And it was like, he was trying to do that and it's like, okay, he he didn't get attacked at all really that I saw. No. Like no one's saying, oh, that's just as if like, and like that, that seems weird to me. That only Beyonce got attacked because she paid homage by having her uh, dancers wear berets. Because that can lead right into politics. What is coming up right now? The election. So they can bleed all this stupid shit. Yeah, they're gonna make it seem right like, into fucking. See, politics. they want to. They yeah. want to just kill us all. They want to kill all white people like that. You're gonna have Rush Limbaugh on his oh, show and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's but crazy, that's, dude. And that's it what you all, get. It's so sad. This is the, like the reason people want to compare that. It's fear. I, that's. That was the biggest problem. Once slavery was abolished, uh, privileged white folks were afraid. They were in fear of the fact that they had just ens- they enslaved these people for years, and they they're finally free. And it's like we're cool, right? We're cool. No, we're not fucking cool. You basically ruined an entire culture. It was, of people it was in and the America. thing. It was it was still, but it was more of like, okay, we're gonna let you. You don't have to, you know, work for us for free anymore, but know your fucking place. Yeah, exactly. They still treated them as they were a lower class, which is fucking. Not even just a lower class. You're not a, a real person. human being. You're, you're not you're, a full person. My bad. You're not. A, you're not a person. Yeah, they were treated like fucking. There's so much venom behind America in general because of that. It's, it's just so bullshit. crazy how they want to keep playing this fucking race card, and it's not like me or you, as in Adney or me and Stevie. We're not going out there and be like, oh, this guy's black. I better watch out. I'm not. It's all these fucking old. Older people that are in power and in control that, that are like, oh, you guys better watch them. out about these races. Well, because, well, this is why I'm saying that. Last night, I went to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sparring with a black guy. And then after the black guy, I'm sparring with a native. And then after the native, I'm sparring with a Mexican. And there was no difference on how they approached me. It wasn't, oh, man, you're white. And I didn't approach them like, oh, dude, well, you're black and you're brown and you're fucking Mexican. Like, I better have my P's and Q's right with you guys. No, you're fucking people. You're people. And yeah. if we all just see people as fucking people, we'll be all right. I see a couple points. 
uh, number one is those are people that are learning how to fight, and people who are in that situation are always just better human beings. <laughs> uh, secondly, is there I are younger? I fucking agree. I have so like much. if I open up, I'm gonna if I open up my Facebook feed right now, I'm gonna see a bunch of people my fucking age who are gonna be saying the same shit that you're like you would expect from just old white dudes, uh, and it's oh, like I see what you're saying. and they're saying that oh like oh and they're complaining about it's that uh. White privilege is fake. White privilege is bullshit. And it's like, uh, I've seen this one person post like, well, white privilege is basically your history is standard curriculum. My history is an elective. And it's, and it's like, we're both part of the same country. Both of these, all these things happen together at once. They're connected. They're the same fucking thing. But they edit a lot of it out and say, you only have to learn this part. This, this other little, this chunk right here is That's left out. You know how much like, like just the history of the Hispanic people in this country is ne- like it's you're not going to see it in schools at all. Not at all. And when it comes to um, African American history, it's only delegated to this one month, and it's so light, and it's only about the same three guys, like George Washington Carver or MLK, and that's all they'll ever talk about. They won't get in depth about how it's been a part of it all the time, and they won't talk about all the horrible shit that's happened to this group. And that's really fucked up. And to sit there and act like, oh, you know, white people are oppressed because we're seen as always the bad guys. It's like, no, we're not. We're saying that this, these other groups have gone through more yeah. than you. And there's still Which institutionalized is racism hasn't white, gone away. Oh, for well, any white I mean, person to well, deny that did, is a you fucking actually, hypocrite. Did you guys see the Super Bowl that I saw? Because with Coldplay, with Beyonce, all them standing with rainbow flags... Racism's over. They cured it. Like, oh, was, yeah, now it's cured. So much, equality, so much diversity, dude. So much diversity. Um, and, you know, and I completely condone what Beyonce did, you know, bringing, like, giving an homage towards Black Panther. But the whole time I was thinking of Sheriff Burt from uh, Blazing Saddles, I was like, hey, where are all the white women at? <laughs> My first thought when I was seeing all the black dudes, I'm like, okay, this is, uh, what's up with that, huh? And that's also another a good argument because I hear, like, I've heard this argument recently of how come there's BT, how come black people get black entertainment? If there was a white entertainment television, uh, that'd be racist. Well, here's the thing. Well, cable's most white TV. It's clearly ABC, CBS, <laughs> BT, they on every other fucking channel. <laughs> BT was created in a time where black artists weren't getting played at all on music television. Michael Jackson probably the most famous performer, the most successful performer of all time, didn't get his videos played on MTV. They said, well, actually, that's more of an urban uh, feel, which is, of course, a code word for black. Yeah. Uh, it's a more of an Don't urban feel. Don't make me say it in my head. So Don't we make can't, me say black. <laughs> so we can't play that. And like, it was Billy, the Billie Jean video, and they would not play it. They had to fight and fight. We're never going to come here again. We're not all this stuff. And they finally got it. And then he ended up having to make Thriller, one of the greatest videos uh, of dude, all time. If not... Dude, yes, yeah, just throw this out there. Michael Jackson, fucking amazing music. I listen to Billie Jean all the Billie time. Billie Jean is one of dude. the his probably I'm best songs. I'm always singing it to myself, <laughs> probably his best dude. Song, dude. I don't give a fuck. I <laughs> I'm pretty love his sure music. what he did with Little Boys, not so much. But what he did <laughs> not with a music, fan of that. later amazing. years, not a fan. super fan of him when he was, you know. But what I'm saying is that they had to create this station because every other station on TV still like just take a second before you guys get angry. And say that fuck. I'm, I'm I'm trying to tell you to say fuck white people. I'm not saying that, but look at every major movie out there. How many of those main characters are white? 
compared to literally anything else. I've talked about before how in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, yep. there's 12 movies, two Netflix shows, and a couple of shows on network television. In all that material, in all those hours upon hours of material, there's one Hispanic character. And guess what? He's a thief. That's so And that's fucking, fucking it. One. Everyone else is either white and bring this up too there's one there's a couple of black characters in the marvel cinematic universe they're all sidekicks you got falcon you got war machine they're sidekicks to a more pro, to another white guy they're finally bringing in they're finally bringing in a, a black character appropriately called black panther which is <laughs> the most racist <laughs> name which, it's like the black power Here's the thing. what what is he white guy no he's a black guy so i got to i got to give a little history of the black panther black panther was created in uh, i think he was in the 70s when they made that comic book character because you weren't really allowed to have black superheroes the reason why most superheroes are made white in the comics is because they were made in a time where they had to be white they had to be they're like oh you want to do a different color you can't do that that's not going to sell you need to do white characters so they did that, and that's why uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby they made X Men. X Men was an uh, was just an allegory for the civil rights movement. The X Men were supposed to represent black people. Here's a small a smaller group of people than the whole who are being oppressed for being born different, different. than you. I could see it. And they were oppressed, and they admitted, yeah, that's what that was our inspiration. Wow. And then you have Professor X, who is like the peace loving, like we can solve this, we can live harmoniously together, we can be as one. We need to be. All of us love each other. That was he was inspired by MLK. They wanted him. He was the Martin Luther King of you know the mutants. No. The mutants. Stanley uh, was problem. way ahead of his time. Dude. And then you had uh, um, Magneto, and he was like a different side of the same coin. He represented more of the Malcolm, Malcolm X. X feel, which was okay. We're friends. We're colleagues. We after basically we're trying to fight for the rights of our people, but I'm gonna do it in a more violent, more radical way. Uh, Malcolm X was more like. We need to stand up, and he was more aggressive, and he was just like "fuck this" and like kind of thing. And Mag of course, they exaggerated by making Magneto a, a murderer and all that. <laughs> yeah. But still, it was the same basic thing. And was Mac it Malcolm so X throwing cars around, murdering people, <laughs> bending metal? Malcolm X had superpowers, right? They put him in a plastic pretty, prison, right? Pretty sure, but, if uh, I remember my black history correctly. <laughs> that's, at least that's what they taught me in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had that, and then it was after that, after the enormous popularity. X Men is probably. The, it, well, yeah, it's the second most popular uh, series that Marvel has after Spider-Man. Connects to this. Uh, then they made uh, Black Panther. They finally kind of, let's do, let's, let's do a little more obvious. Let's do Black Panther. And then they did Black Panther, and it wasn't as popular, but it was like, hey, we're doing this character. You know, he's a, char he's a guy from Africa who's just fighting for his people, and he gets thrust into these crazy situations. So on and so forth. They finally decided, now that Marvel, like, they took, quote-unquote, risks on so many movies they've made... Like I've said, they've made 12 movies already, and now they're finally going to take the risk of having a black main character, but he doesn't have his own movie yet. He's playing a side character in Captain America 3, but he's going to be in it. It's the first time we've ever seen um, a live-action Black Panther. This is a huge moment. This is the first the first real like black superhero. The closest thing we had was like Blade, although Marvel didn't even... Or Jango. Like, Come on. That's not a fucking superhero show. But he, like, wanted to be. Stop being that happy about it. <laughs> but, and then the other guys were, side, were sidekicks. This guy is his own superhero. He, you know, takes care of his own country. He runs a country. He's actually a prince. But he takes care of a whole country himself. He is the Batman of that place. And he's coming in, and it's like, this is such a historic thing. This is a big moment for Marvel, for, for superhero movies as a whole. 
And all anyone can talk about is, well, where's the pictures of Spider-Man? I heard Spider-Man's going to be in this. When's Spider-Man going to show up? I'm really... You've seen Spider-Man in five other movies, motherfucker. Shut up. so many other actors that played Spider-Man. Go fuck yourself. How awesome would it be, though, if the Spider-Man that showed up was Miles Morales? That would be so Yeah, but we know it's not going to happen. Wait, explain to the people, because they probably don't know who Miles Morales is. We did, before. We did, Did we do that on the first one? Is the first one? He's like half black, half Puerto Rican Spider-Man. So... Covering two groups. Oh boy. <laughs> nice. Two birds at one stone. Way to go, Marvel. Oh, but, shit. like, how interesting that would have been. That would have been really great, but, of course, they're not going to... It's really funny know. that we but, just went on that about the whole mix thing because some of the best rappers are in the game right now are mixed. Um, Logic and uh, this other guy, uh, J. Cole. J. Cole is one of the most... Uh, philosophical rappers in the game right now and his mom is straight white white as fucking a cloud like she's so <laughs> fucking white <laughs> that's, that's bro. you were so <laughs> stumped <laughs> and you went to what's, what's white I'm surrounded by all these white walls <laughs> whiter than these walls isn't Immortal <clears throat> Technique Hispanic like isn't he some t- I, thought I he couldn't was, tell you I, I thought tell you. Technique. I wish I knew but it kind of comes back to the whole thing. All these prolific people that come up are kind of, they're n- mixed. Not uh, all of them are like one, right? Like full, like I'm all, all, I'm 100% black, I'm 100% white. You know, you have these mixed people really starting to be these, not necessarily an MLK figure, but these really predominant figures within this pop culture, and they're really starting to break barriers. I really think we're starting to transition right now. Like Adney's saying, like we're finally getting this movie that's Black Panther. We're getting all these artists that are straight white, black, Puerto Rican, Asian, but their skin is actually black, that's what's and they're funny. coming out and voicing their opinions. That's actually like uh, as much as I love to make fun of the Fast and Furious movies for being so over the top stupid, and I actually have a really good pitch for another Fast and Furious movie. Another <laughs> podcast, another podcast. It's gonna be great. Don't worry yeah, about it's it. It's gonna be like the it's it's you know like Bill O'Reilly how he did uh, killing Jesus and ki- you know killing you know killing Kennedy killing uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, Adney wants to make a movie called. Killing, uh, what was the guy that died? Paul Walker? Killing Paul <laughs> Killing Walker. Walker. The, la- the last Fast and Furious movie, and it's like the minutes before his death. You know, that's, no, I'm that- going to pitch that movie later. It's going to be great. But what I wanted to say was the fact that the reason why that movie is important is that it has the most diverse, diverse cl- um, cast. cast. That's the word I'm looking for. In all the movies. Just think about it. Like, there's what? There was Paul Walker was a white character, and then you had Vin Diesel, who who knows? <laughs> Vin Diesel's Vin something. Diesel's gotta be Vin Diesel's mixed. like the he's guy a little from Olive. No, he's, yeah, he, The Rock is the same thing. Yeah, they're always like, half black. They're I like think. the guy from Super Troopers. It's like yeah, they think Asian I'm Mexican. Guy. He's like, you're not. You're not Mexican. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same thing. And that's what makes it cool. Like, they don't define themselves by their races. You have like, a couple of black guys. You have like a fucking Asian guy. You have like all these different races. Yeah, fucking Asian. That's true, dude. I never like, even and, really she's realized. She's Middle Eastern, that. and like you have all these different. And then you have um. Of course, the beautiful uh, Natalie Emmanuel from oh. Game of Thrones now, who is so unbelievably hot. I think she's, uh, I think she's like half black, half white. But oh my god, I'm getting off track. Sorry, you guys. Sorry, but that cast is so diverse, and here it is. It's a property that is just kind of like, oh yeah, Fast Furious movies. Like it's not, it doesn't have as big as an audience as other franchises, and yet. It's one of the highest grossing films of all time. Look it up. It's like number three, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is. That's, it's in the top five, true. guaranteed. Yeah. It's in the, it's more, and like at the beginning of the year, it's like, how the fuck can anything beat that record? It be, it was more, uh, it made more money than Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. 
um, Jurassic World beat it, and then of course Star Wars beat it. But I mean, come on, that's Jurassic World and Star Wars. Yeah, those like, are that's you're you're fighting you're juggernauts. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Leviathan. How can you possibly beat you're, it? You're and this see that shitty. Movie. Do you remember the first movie? How shitty that movie was. How shitty the second, the third, the fourth. Three hundred and fifty million. That's how much. That's domestic. And then yeah. <clears throat> overseas, it made more money than any other. Like Star but, I mean, Wars, the didn't next make one's that much at three fifty six. Star Wars, I think, opened in. I believe it opened in China way later than it opened here, or yeah. something like and that. And China isn't as much about Star Wars. A lot of the reason why Star Wars made so much money was nostalgia. If I'm honest, if I'm being yeah. honest, yeah, come on, dude. But Star that movie just came out and it made that much money. And it's like Hollywood needs to, and like Hollywood could sit there and be like, "Wow, this is the most diverse cast we've ever seen," and it made that much money. We could be making a lot more money if we did that, and yet they're not. They're not picking up on that pattern. Of all the other patterns they decide to pick on and copycat, they're not doing that one. Like, you're, what you're doing is you're including everyone. You're including everyone. Everyone can see themselves in that movie. Like, I've talked about that before, too, yeah, about seeing yourself- never seeing myself in movies. I remember, like, just, like, being a kid... And hearing, like, being a kid and like, oh, I love this movie. I want to be that character. Oh, you can't be that character. Well, you're Mexican. It was my friends saying that. They didn't mean it in a mean way, like, you fucking Mexican. They're just like, they thought that was okay. We would. I have a question. Can this be considered white privilege? Because even though if it might have been, oh, no, it goes back to right what you were saying. So whenever I'm relating myself to a person like that, it's because they're fucking white. It's because there hasn't been a Mexican or those it's, other leading roles. But yeah. it kind of you goes can back see, to You're like, seeing yourself as always the hero. But like going back to when Stevie in an earlier episode said that he can't fuck around with black porn because he can't be that. I can be that person. Like the skin color for me, for some reason, does not impede me being able to encompass myself. I get in what that you're role. saying, but I wanted to continue what I was. I, I'll, I'll get. I'm. I'm making a point. It's just gonna take a second. <laughs> so I can hear that. Of you can't be a character. You're Mexican. Okay. Or when, like Stevie said this before, is like I don't see you as Mexican. I see you as Italian. Or when people say like, "Oh, you see, you you put you come off as white to me. Like you act white. It's like, you know what you're doing right now. You're not doing this on purpose. It's not a conscious thing. You're just saying this because you think it's funny or you think it's nice. But what you're training that person that heard that was, I should be ashamed of this part of me. Mm-hmm. I'm being rewarded. I'm being congratulated over a part that seems different. That seems more like you. The part that's more different than you. This part." of 50% of who I am is I should be like, oh, well, that's not the part that's congratulating. That's the part that's kind of, oh, we're not paying attention to that, so you shouldn't pay attention to that. That part's not important. And it is important. I mean, we all like to, people like to say, oh, I don't see race. Uh, race isn't important. It is important because what race you are, it's not a good thing, but being the race that I am, I went through life a certain way. I experienced things a certain way. You know, not everyone's choice. Like, there's horrible people that will treat me a different way because of the way I look. And those experiences crafted who I am as a human being. So I am who I am greatly because of the way I look. Yeah. And that's just a fucking fact. And when I, all I see on TV, on these movies that I really want to watch, or in any culture, is people who look like me are a certain way. They're the thief, they're the drug dealer, they're the gang oh. member. I'm like, is that all people see me as? And people treat you that way, too. People get so much of what they know about the world from their pop culture. Like, I have the... I, I think... I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, but I remember it's one that I'll... It, this is not just the only occurrence, but there's one that just... It, I have, it's so vivid in my memory. It's the one that resonates the most. Walking home from school in, uh, uh, like, seventh grade, 
And I remember just walking, just walking home, and then I see a couple of like these white kids uh, go to my school. They're wearing backpacks too. They're fucking walking out of a liquor store, and they're holding like fucking soda and chips. And I'm like, oh, I want that. And so I walk into that store. As soon as I walk in, the fucking proprietor of said store said, "You need to get out." I said, "Why?" He's like, well, I was like, what? He's like, I don't need to be watching you. I don't have time to watch you. You need to leave. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I'm here. To, I'm, I just want. I just want to buy some. I just want to buy some snacks or whatever. And he goes, no, you're gonna steal. You need to get the fuck out. You need to get out. I was like, I have money. And I remember like pulling, reaching into my pocket and pulling out like six, seven dollars. Like I have money. And he goes, no, get out, get out now. I don't need to watch you. I don't need to look at you. You need to get out of here now. I never fucking. I've told you that story. Dude, you guys forgot. But. That is, those are the kind of experience that a lot of people go through. And when you see that and then like you only see a certain view of your people a certain way, it's going to just weigh on you. So when people talk about how, you know, black people don't have it that bad, it's like they do. I've seen it. I've seen it a hundred fucking times. Places, they've done studies, like look them up, of like a, a person renting out, um, like a landlord renting out their apartment complex or whatever. A, like a black per, a black guy or a black girl or a black couple go up and say, hey, we're all going to go. Oh, I'm sorry, I got filled up. Few, like next, Then they'll like wait an hour, then we'll have a couple of white people go up and ask the same thing. Oh, yeah, we're totally uh, renting out. That's a, real, I, that's a real thing that you can I read about, and it, that's so fucked up. Yeah, I know. And like Chris talked about, about the prostitutes not wanting to have African-Americans, yeah, yeah. you know. And I've read about the, uh, the actual fucking them saying we're rented out. But sidebar, let me just make sure the listener knows – me saying that to Adney about oh you, you look Italian it's it wasn't anything like you're not Mexican you are Italian no it was it was just saying you're not as like a lot of my friends from work are all, all Hispanic all of them I love them to death I have fucking maybe a couple white friends but they're just like a lot darker they just look a lot darker that's the only thing that yeah, I yeah that's what I was trying to say yeah, yeah, it was like course. you never meant it as a mean thing yeah, you were just course. joking around you never meant it hurtful. And you're just like, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, like, ugh, ugh. but that's still a point of view that hurts. It's because it's like, but I don't because yeah. you are because like because that's not the first time I've heard that. I've heard that so many times and that it's just like, wow, I like and for a long time. I was ashamed of being Mexican. I didn't really claim being Mexican. I hope that's not my I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck, ugh, you know, kind of about it, the whole thing. And then it took me a while of saying I shouldn't be ashamed. I'm not necessarily proud because it's just a genetic accident. I'm not proud of Everyone, yeah, like it. But, for, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm like, oh, this is what I am. It's helped shape me who I am now. It's so crazy that you had that type of story because I had the same type of story, but <clears throat> Through you telling me that story, it made me realize I already knew that I had white privilege, even though I'm not necessarily, like, white, white. I knew I kind of had it, but that story really cemented it for me. It's like, fuck, like, when I'm in a big city like Reno or whether it be Vegas or Portland or, or L.A., I don't run into shit like that, and that's a dead honest truth. But I will say that I have had something like that happen to me before, but that's because I grew up in a community of 5,000 people, so it's a tight-knit, small community. They knew who the street kids were. They knew who the, <laughs> the kids on the bikes were. They knew who was going to try and come in there, and I, I was affiliated with that group. So I got that same type of experience, but it wasn't for the same type of reasoning, and it really opened me up. Like, wow, that's a good story, Adney. Thank you. Yeah, so I mean, I just... The idea of black history, like we bring it back to black history and race in general, 
I think black history is racist. Like the idea of black history down, month, not black history. Sorry. Black history. Yeah, black history. History. Yeah, that's what he meant, everyone. Black he didn't history. mean history. No. He meant the month. Black, okay. black history month to me is racist. And why? It's because it, you're getting a lot of heat. I could sit here and let, I him, could, let him clarify. Then okay. he needs to clarify now before they get too mad yeah, and stop listening. Shut up the podcast he needs to clarify this. Black okay. history month is racist to me because that is saying black people are different than white people. It segregates black people because it's saying, okay, and not only do they give them February, 28 days, hey, you get leap year, little buddy. <laughs> like, that's fucking ridiculous. The but it, without us knowing, it keeps us mentally segregated. It's saying black history, like Adney said, what'd you say about uh, my, yeah. or white history is... Yeah, the, uh, the, the post that I saw online was white privilege is the fact that your history is standard curriculum, my history is an elective. And that's what that is. It's like saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we'll learn about you and your people and what you've been through in February." Yeah, and then these the other months, the other we're eleven months, how great Christopher the, the, Columbus yeah. was. The other eleven months is is don't worry, it's it's Myers. But that to me is just fucked up. The idea that there's anybody to have any sort of history month for anybody just means that that person is different than you. That we are forced to, you know, read about these this culture's history and shrinking an entire race of people and their culture in general down to 28 days, that's fucking racist in itself. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're going to shrink someone's history? There is, I just, it's history. That's all it is. It's history. There is no, there's no black history, Hispanic history. Yes, you can learn about your country and your culture and, and you know, you trace it, trace your, trace your lineage back. That's fine. But you, the idea of segregating people into these certain, you are this, we have this month for you. You are this. We have this month for you. No, that's fucked up. If we are all equal, if it is equality, if humanitarianism, the idea that all life is important, all life is equal, we can't represent that if you're going to say that black people are different so we celebrate their history in this month. It's fucking bullshit in my eyes. Personally. I absolutely what agree you with think, that. I, I, because I, 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 I'm white, so I have white privilege, so I don't think I can really <laughs> discuss this. I, 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 I do agree with it because I think that it started with good intentions like a lot of, of things do. It's, well, we want to... Show like we like basically somebody who said we need to let them know we do feel they're important and their struggle was important. Let's dedicate a month to it. But the problem is you're not telling their history the rest of the year. The other, the other, um, <coughs> sorry, the other eight months of the school year, you're basically saying the really whitewashed version of history where Christopher Columbus isn't an insane monster. He's a hero. You're not telling that story. You're you're uh, you're not talking about the Japanese internment camps that we that this country put like Japanese American citizens were put in internment camps during World War II. In California, Northern California. You're not telling that story. Well. You're not telling the brutal shit that the government did. The government sanctioned things like FDR putting in a system to where um, the government would help subsidize banks if they gave loans to white families but not black families. You're not bringing <gasps> that up. Yeah, that's no. true. That's true. Oh, that's true. this is my white privilege. Well, look at Woodrow but, Wilson. Uh, yeah, Woodrow Wilson too, Wilson, Wilson was a fucking racist piece of shit. There was actually black people in government jobs at the time. I think he was a president from 1912 to 1920, I believe, something like that. But he basically segregated government jobs. Government jobs, he took all the black people, put southern white men in these jobs in the fucking south, like, or in, just, in like Harlem area, like all that, all the area, which is like, big, you know, black culture areas, he put white people in charge. Racist fucking white folks. And they did the same. And, and those are the people and, that are fucking running the shit Woodrow right Wilson did give women the right to vote. Don't get me wrong. 
but it was only because his wife convinced him it would be good for his politics, for his presidency. It was out of a sense he, of right. Yeah, if he gave women the right to vote. It's because of him that, or it's because of that, his wife suggesting it to him. So it wasn't even because right he yeah. wanted No, he wasn't doing it to be a good he person. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck That's about what most women. Do. It's most about politics, polls. my but, friend. Uh, yeah, and Frank Miller does that really well in The Dark Knight Returns. Once again, please read that. Anyways, I want to go back to uh, the whole thing like Stevie said about um, it shouldn't be just one month. Like I said, like they leave out so much shit that happened. You need to integrate. If You don't have to have a month dedicated to unrace if you just don't leave the blank spaces. If you spend the entire nine-month school year yeah, about everything that happened, curriculum. all the bad shit, all yeah. the good shit. You, like, What's you don't, important like, in I'm history? Not, I'm not talking, about, everything I'm not talking about only promoting like white guilt. You don't want to make the white people make kids. Right. You don't want to make a white kid feel guilty about what some other white dude did. You don't want to do that because that's just going to fuck that kid up. Right. That's not going to do any mental good. Health. All that's I'm saying health. is say all the good and all the bad. All of it. You all need to it. really comprehensively say it doesn't need there to was a white monster. Yes, there was. But there's also a white, you know, hero. There And there was, you know, like there's good and bad everywhere you look. And you need to describe all of it and not delegate a single race's entire history into a small fucking corner they're trying you gotta to like put it all together give like the entire ocean is everyone's history and they're trying to fucking funnel it in through a fucking hose like there's no fucking yeah. way let the fucking floodgates open tell us the bad tell us the good you gotta tell us everything because when you start uh picking and choosing what you tell us we start getting mad and i think that's actually going to be the difference with this new age of people that's growing up because they get to grow up with this like information and just it constant is access man so if their teacher is lying to them and they're in fifth grade and they got a smartphone and they question that and they google it now shit's happening now they're starting to challenge their teachers whereas before when you're in fifth grade you weren't challenging a fucking you're just teacher. sitting there like you weren't even like you exactly were paying attention because it was so boring it's a different because way of it learning. was so whitewashed it was so i don't mean whitewashed like, well it's true no i mean it was so like calmed down the version of history you learn is so, so fun and boring yeah that no one's gonna want to pay attention you don't want you're you're boring a class of 32 kids because it's a class of 32 kids. You don't want 32 kids raucous and loud. You don't want that. You, so, you fucking nailed it, dude. It's so funny that you said that because my history teacher in high school was like 70 fucking years old. Anybody that went to Yankton High knows who Mr. fucking Hanson is. The dude was ancient. And learning <laughs> from him sucked so bad. The only reason you enjoyed being in his class was because you, you knew that you'd be able to bullshit with your friends. Like, that's the only reason. Mm. I'll give you a quote from Morgan Freeman. Everyone knows Morgan Freeman is. He says, I don't He's want... God, right? Yeah, he is God, basically. <laughs> I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. And that was my point, basically. I don't want a Black History Month either. I don't want a Hispanic month. I don't want a white month. I don't want, you know, Caucasian, whatever you want to say. Uh, an Asian month, if, we're, if it's equality, then like Adney said, everything should be taught equally, the good and the bad, for every race, for everything. If we are all equal people... Uh, there's a good episode of South Park that everyone should watch, which is, it's the fight against the South Park flag. It's an amazing episode, and it touches on racism so well, because Chef is the African-American in the town, the only one, or him and Token. It's like two black guys in the town. Now, Chef is sort of the mentor for the children, 
their young He's children. always the voice of reason throughout the series until... The black guy. Until, the voice of was, reason. He was like, always... Like, South Park was breaking down barriers. Exactly. <laughs> so he always, he always gave them... But he always did it in, like, a sexual way, which is awesome. And he's like, <laughs> he, he was, was a... Because it was swap. voiced by Isaac Hayes. So <laughs> like, he has the Isaac Hayes was voiceover. Yeah. So he sang in the show. He had sex with all the women. But at the end of the day, when they really had a problem, he'd be, he would put it in such a simple way... For the so boys to understand, the for the audience understand. to understand, it's like, look, well, look, this is right and this is wrong morally. Yeah. If it doesn't matter what politics it lines up with, like people said, oh, uh, South Park, the creators are liberal or they're conservative. They're all, well, call us whatever you want. This is how we view on this fucking subject. That's so funny that you say that because the views of Trey and Matt have not come into my brain the entire time I'm watching your series. It does not come. It's not something, oh, I wonder if they're Republican or Democrat. Never. Yeah, me either. Um. But with the flag episode, so the issue with the flag was they opened it up and it's a bunch of white guys, like a bunch of white, white stick, stick figure, figures, yeah. <laughs> white stick figures hanging a black stick figure. Now they bring it to they bring it to the children because they're all the older white people. Are like, oh, I don't want my hands on this. I'm not Hold touching on. that with a ten foot pole. We gotta say, Chef said we need to change the flag because it's racist. It's clearly racist. That's a racist thing. And uh, Jimbo is like, well, you can't change it because it's our history. He's not racist. That character is not racist. <laughs> he's like, I love it's you, Jimbo. Clear. I mean, he's like, I love you, chef. You're a good friend of mine, but we can't change it because it's historic. It's part of our history. You're going to ruin our history. You're going to forget everything that's our history of South Park. He's like, fuck history. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm going to open up the flag and you tell me what's racist about it. And they open it up and it's a bunch of... White people, or white stick figures, hanging a black stick figure. And he looks at her like, are you fucking stupid? Do you not see the flag? <laughs> so they bring it to the children, and the children have to debate on why the flag is good and why the flag is bad. So, of course, Wendy, Wendy's progressive. Wendy is on the why the flag is bad, and Cartman actually is joined up with her. And all what? Cartman's is like, we need to get credibility against our, uh, against our enemies. We need to find something political-wise to bring down their campaign. So the boys, Kyle and uh, Kyle and Stan, which are Matt and Trey, they that's those two characters are Matt and Trey. That's their actual point of views. Uh, Kyle being Matt and Stan being Trey. So Chef and all the people of the town went to this rally in the end. And during the rally, the boys got up and they fought for the for the right for the flag to stay the way it is. And it was all like a big thing. Chef's like, oh, you know, basically I've been teaching you kids, mentoring you kids, and you're going to say this flag needs to stay the same? Like, that's racist. And they're like, we don't see it. What do you mean? We don't see it as racist. And they just, the boys can't see it. The boys just can't see why it's racist. Then finally when they give their speech, Chef explains to them, that's a black man hanging up there. And the boys specifically say, yeah, but the color of someone's skin doesn't matter. Their whole argument is the flag is okay, they do an essay like, well, the flag shows murder. Murder is bad, but murder has been around forever. And that's why the flag shouldn't be changed, because it's no big deal. It's just murder at all. What are you talking about? That's not the problem. Well, what's the problem? The problem is it's racist. Wait, what? It's no. racist? Why is it racist? Because that's a black man up there. He's like, oh, well, wait, the color of someone's skin doesn't matter. And, and everyone's like, oh. And then Chef's like, wait a minute. You beautiful, crackers. you beautiful little crackers. <laughs> you didn't see a black man up there, did you? And they were like, no. It's All you saw was, was two people. That's two. literally the, the timeline that we're living in. And so what's funny is when they change the flag, it's a bunch of stick figures, different colors, holding hands, hanging a black man. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's the way they solved it. They made it from four white stick figures. So they made so it. So it was a black stick figure, a, a white stick figure, a red stick figure. Right? So if anything... <laughs> 
South Park foreshadowed the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> with that that's line. what we're getting at, and that's the title of today's episode. No, it was good because you were bringing up how South Park was trying to say the equality, right? So you have yeah, the equality, equality within races, equality within races, equality within races. Why don't we have equality... Sexes? Within sexes, so we have Valentine's Day coming up, right? Which is how many women are gonna go out holiday. and treat their man? Okay, hold on, I gotta say this real quick. I posted about that on Facebook. Um, it was like a post of it was a Deadpool uh, advertisement of, hey ladies, for Valentine's Day, how about you stop expecting shit and just take your man out to see Deadpool, see my movie. You gotta pay for the tickets, pay for the snacks, pay for dinner afterwards, and have sex with him, and that's all you gotta do for him. And so finally do it like that. And I was like, I repose all, there's no woman who's going to do this. And I had like a bunch of my uh, female friends say, oh, I do that. I would do that for my man. Yeah, looking at you, Stephanie, <laughs> like, you fucking asshole. Like, fuck all you motherfucking liars. Like, maybe, you're not, maybe you do do a nice thing for your guy on his birthday. You let him stick it in your butt for two seconds once a year. Fuck you. No, you don't understand. Who's beeping? It's because this entire holiday is just built around making pressuring men to spend hundreds of dollars on women just a month after they spent hundreds of dollars on the same woman for Christmas. Like, it's the same thing. And it's always go out to dinner. You have to pay me dinner where everyone's going out to dinner. And, like, it's super expensive. You have to buy me just all this bullshit. And it's just, it's so arbitrary. I'm it's gonna... so hard just coming from a man's point of view because we're all men here. So, like, this is, this is our point of view. I haven't had one experience on Valentine's Day where I've gotten something. And I'm not trying to be like... Ooh, equality, and like, oh, like, I'm a hippie, and you need to, like, okay, if we want to do Valentine's Day, then by all means, we'll do Valentine's Day, but then don't get mad when I hit you after you've hit me a million fucking times in the face, and I'm like, please stop hitting me, and you don't stop hitting me, and then I finally retaliate, and then all of a sudden, I have to go to jail, because it's domestic, uh, domestic violence on my part, even though you sat there beating my skull in for five minutes until I finally took I've you seen... away. It's a very personal example, so I'm not going to name names. But I have two. I have two, and it's also a um, personal example. Of a woman example. just attacking and attacking and uh, bloodying a guy. Not only his nose, but a cut him above the eye. And so he's bleeding from the eye, like above the eye, like a fighter would. Uh, bleeding from the nose, shirt ripped up, getting scratches everywhere, just getting beat up. And uh, uh, like there's a whole big story. He calls the cops. And he's like, she attacked me. Look at me. Look at my face. He's like, well, is there a bruise on her? Did you hit her back? He's like, I didn't touch her. He's like, if there's a bruise on her, you're going to jail. What? And he's like, well, what about that? And they're like, yeah. And then, of course, we're not condoning violence. I'm not condoning violence for men. Like, if we, we did hit her, then okay. Then what you have, well, I think everyone. But at is, the same time. Like, what people need to realize is equal. Yes. The sexes are, are we equal, equal or are we the not? Sex, the sexes are equal. But in different areas. Like, we're strong in this area. They're strong in that area. We're not strong in the same area. True. There's nothing sexist we, about that. That's, no, that's about that, that yeah. We are a species. We evolved over hundreds of thousands of years. We, and during our evolution, each gender had to, you know, pick up their own specific traits. We were hunter-gatherers. So we developed different things. While the men hunted, 
the women gathered and take care of like a minute. That's why like uh, usually you'll hear women say they're super good at multitasking. Guys can't multitask. They space out. They don't know how to do a million things at once. And that's true. That's women true. are way better yeah, at multitasking because yeah. they had to. They had to be sitting there taking care of a child, gathering food, uh, building a fucking shelter, like While making a fire, water all at the same looking out time. for predators that yeah. were, could be around any month. They were doing a million things at once. While men, they were out hunting. Mm-hmm. So all they were, they had to be able to focus on one thing, that one animal that we're all going to kill. We had to learn not to speak to each other. We had to keep complete silence, which is why men nowadays don't like talking. Women do because they didn't have to be quiet. Because It was the- actually more – it was advantageous for women to be loud because it would scare away other animals. And so that's why we evolved. So like while women can have like uh, – like women have sh- uh, better lower body strength, but men have better upper body strength. By a lot, we have stronger bone density. Our reaction time is faster. All those things that are inherent in hunting and killing, men are better at. So, yeah, when it comes to like a physical thing, a man should—I don't think a man should hit a woman because he has an advantage, unless she's Holly Holm, in which case, good I'm, fucking I'm luck, bro. Sorry, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go down. So good I'm not fucking win, luck. I'm gonna go down swinging. If I was dating no. a Holly Holm, if I'm, I'm dating, gonna swing, I'll get one nope, good swing before swinging. she takes me out. No, nope, I'm straight dropping on my back. Like, please come into my guard. Come into my guard. Because I am not trying to strike. Let's with you. make sure our listeners know when Chris said the whole thing about hitting the women. That was the domestic violence thing. That wasn't. He wasn't talking about domestic violence. That was an analogy for gift giving on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Simplest. That's how. Sorry. It was. Wait, wait. So you get gifts and you get gifts and you get gifts and you get gifts and then I get a shitty gift. Like that's like kind of what he was saying. So it was. It can all be traced back to gift giving on Valentine's Day. It's all Day. an allegory. Yeah. It's, no. It's it, all. We're all talking about allegory, the subject yeah. of Valentine's Day and how archaic it is because. We're all sitting here trying to be like, okay, well, equality, right? And and the women want all the rights, and I'm all for it, man. Like deep down, uh, the definition of a feminist is women need to have equal rights. Technically, I'm a feminist. No, no, dude. no, feminism. Like, no, I don't believe in feminism. I believe in equality. Well, There's a they, exactly. I believe that. Like, definitely. There's a thing why that needs to be addressed is the fact that feminism. Like I said, the Black Panther Party grew out of a need. It was a group that was being oppressed and treated like shit. And so they had to hit back. They had to have a force back. The pendulum has to swing back. It takes force. And at first, that pendulum's going to swing way too far to the other side. And it's going to be unfair. But sooner or later, it will balance back. And that's why you have things like nowadays how a woman can uh, marry a man who's already incredibly rich... She doesn't work. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't clean the house because there's maids. All she does is fuck her husband, and yet when they divorce, she gets half of his assets. And she did not fucking earn that half those and assets. And she never even worked. She That's what I'm saying. Never she didn't. She didn't. She didn't worked. Like like the whole Tiger Woods thing, the Johnny Carson thing, all these celebrity males who had to give up so much money. It's like, you didn't go and help Tiger with a swing. You didn't help him with a short game. No, he had that shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to fuck both of you up. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great... Hold on, hold on. I'm going to fuck both of you up right now because we didn't plan this or anything. So would you have Cosby'd him then? So you're at the point where you're you're at your prime, right? You are destroying theaters. You are selling out across all of America. You are the comic to go to and yet you're still getting shit from women you're the comic and you have to put up with a bunch of shit for women i'm not condoning what, what cosby did but i'm saying what do you mean cosby them because i'm trying to like give the them, whole roofing wait, wait, thing so give the them jello gonna, pudding because i will give the whole roofing thing pudding. what do you i don't so 
I'm not saying I would do it, but I'm also saying that I can see where he's coming from. Is you're in this, you're in a position Wait, where what? what? You mean are raping you, women? Not raping women, no. The what are you no, talking no, no, about? No. I'm talking about having to persuade a woman to have sex with you, even though you think you're this god. And you go to her and you're just being honest. You're trying to be 100. And yeah, she's like, oh, you're Bo Cosby. I still don't want to sleep with you. And it's like, well, I have reached the level of where I'm so big. What else can I do that's going to get a woman to sleep with me? What else could I possibly try to not do? I'm not condoning creep. it. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying I can see the level of thinking. Not that I reason with it or that I accept it. I can see. I know. I don't. I think I know what you're trying to say. Is, the fact that this guy became so powerful, so rich, so egotistical. And like he, he used still to, he used to go to he used to go tonight. to theaters. He used to go to theaters and make the people who work there watch him eat. Yeah. So this guy's very ego weird, is very weird this guy, guy's yeah. ego is out of control. So he's one. He's like, okay, oh. Well, I think we should have sex and that kind of thing. Or whatever the and fuck she's like, uh, no, you're, you're just funny, bro. I'm not trying to fuck sex. you. And like the woman is like, no, I don't want to have sex. And he's like, I'm Bill fucking Cosby. Here's a pill. And I'm like, yeah, well, that, that proves how evil he is, I think. And I think that it shows. does prove how evil he is. I can agree with that, too. I'm not so, condoning like, it. I just of, can so it's see not, it. Like, it's not so much that he is just um, an anarchical, mat, like, sadist just the joker kind of guy where he's just doing crazy things out of nowhere there is a, a fucking weak train of thought to what he's doing it's exactly. just evil thing after evil thing after evil thing leads to an evil occurrence so you're not saying that he's in of course you said you're not you're saying he did a really really horrible thing he's fucked up but at the same time, it didn't come. Out of I can. But see I don't know how it, that really like, connects to the equality thing. I can see it. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I wasn't trying to connect it. It did come out of nowhere, and that's why I said this is out of left field. It just popped into my head. <laughs> sidebar. Because I literally. <laughs> no, sidebar. Yeah, was right. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. <laughs> we just lost. Dude, we lost all our female listeners. No, that's like, not what I'm saying. Our female listeners are gone. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. The ones that are condoning it or anything like that. But it did pop into my head, like, with the whole level of thinking that we were at. Oh, I was like, well, I could kind of see where Cosby could get in that position. He's like, well, I'm at, like, my prime. I'm not getting any better than I'm getting. So, if I can't get any it's, women, that's why he's I'm such, not condoning it. He should have went escorts. That's like, why what he's are you such doing, a Cosby? scumbag. Is the, yeah. That's what Charlie Sheen did, and it turned out great. Yeah, yeah, he's literally came I mean, out. He's like, God, I gave all these bitches dying, HIV. But he had fun, and no one ever came out and said he had killed, he attacked me. So, yeah, go with Charlie Sheen. I, I should have, you know what? I should have said Sheen rather than Cosby. Yeah, yeah you, brought up, you brought up well, no, one no, no, of no, history's you're, greatest you're, monsters. Greatest monsters? Hey, hey, you're just trying, you're just trying to, you know, be selective because it's Black History Month. I know exactly. I was, that's the vein I was going through. You know, Black History. I was trying to come up. I think of a black guy who also raped. Ah, uh, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, hey, hey. I understand hey. if you guys hate me now. It's okay. I don't, I don't always rape women, but when I do, I use those roofies. Stay horny, my friends. Okay, so let's bring it back to Let's bring it back to something funny because rape is not. Oh my god, yeah, right. just that was up. funny. That was funny. Okay, the whole rape thing, that's not day. funny, but the whole... So, like, okay, funny. so... <clears throat> uh, we all get pressured. Every relationship I've ever had has the pressure of, it's Valentine's Day, are we doing anything special? And I've always said, 
look, I don't celebrate that day. It's a made-up holiday. For You'll buy candy and cards and spend a bunch of ridiculous money you don't need to spend. It's like – and they put it in a way where the only way for you to prove that you care about someone, that you love someone is by spending money on this arbitrary date. It's such a weird date, like, of all the days. And they can't even – like, it's supposed to be after St. Valentine, but they can't even tell – there were so many St. Valentines. They don't know – exactly which one that they're like celebrating they can't really tell you so when i think of say valentine's day like i'm just like oh this is so fucking stupid i don't want to do this and i hate it uh, whenever valentine's day comes around and i have a girlfriend i dread it and then if i don't have a girlfriend i feel sad for myself it's like and that's one a, or that's the a other. horrible thing right and what's funny is like february it's in february which is a gloomy month so you're it's like oh you already have sad. Wait, so it's i have like a, a question real backdrop. fast have any of you guys enjoyed Valentine's Day? Never. I've I've enjoyed Valentine's Day before. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've had some good gift. Well, it wasn't really gift trading. It was me gift giving, and then her being excited, and I got a blowjob. So and And then it's like I had a great I had a great Valentine's Day. What'd you get? I got a blowjob. So here's what's fucked up. Give her a couple hundred bucks worth of shit. So that's what's fucked up is like you can on Valentine's Day you can spend like I I don't know I was there you spend a couple hundred dollars on the girl you're with. And then you, all you get in return is a blowjob. Sometimes and you prostitution even get is still illegal. <laughs> How is Valentine's Day not just yeah. prostitution day? That's true. This is so yeah. ridiculous and stupid. And I got like, of course, Des wants to celebrate Valentine's Day. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. That's, I don't do that. And she's like, well, I've never got to. It's like, it's not my fault. That's not my fault that you've never celebrated until now. But I'm not going to change my views. I've changed my views before. Valentine's Day is also a day where you should buy jewelry. Diamonds, shiny rocks that have no intrinsic value. And I've been against the diamond industry. Anything with shiny rocks, it makes no sense to me. The fact that you get pleasure out of someone spending hundreds, thousands even, of dollars on a shiny rock that is, that is the cause of just genocide, war, rape, slavery, death. On such a large fucking scale, it's destroyed so many lives and but that means something to you it's important that that happens so you can have this shiny fucking rock and i've always been against that and my last girlfriend i was like i kind of get i broke and i gave in and i bought her uh i bought her diamond earrings i bought her a diamond ring too i just spent like you just bought her a ring not like a you know not like not a ring, ring. But wait, not the but ring but so, like a pointer ring or something it was like a, it was like a gold band with a diamond on it just as a, like a, oh this is a nice ring hmm. that I'm buying because whatever. I want you to shut the fuck up about it. And I broke those views and I regretted it every day after. Like I just regret it so bad of giving in and spending money on this industry that is so fucked up. They tell you these shiny rocks are so valuable. The only thing they're only valuable if you think they are, if you like the way they look. Like what do they do? They have no purpose other than to brag to your friends. Oh my God! Look what he got me. Did you see it? Did you see how shiny? I could cut glass with this. Yeah, Abby, nice. Abby bought her, didn't buy her the ring. So basically, he was French Stewart from Love Stinks. Like that was Abby. <laughs> and the girl just kept saying, "Yeah." Is this yeah wait, hold on. She I don't asking. get that reference. It's an old movie that basically it was a rich guy who got involved with this female, and she just kept wanting a ring. It's not pretty. Woman. No, here's the thing: is though she wanted to get married, and she and they and she kept pressuring him, and he's like. We need. They made a deal because he didn't want to get married. We're gonna give it a year. Don't talk about it for a year. How the after the end of the year, we'll decide whether or not we're gonna get married. Year goes by. It's a gift giving event, and she he buys her these 
ten thousand dollar earrings. I could have sworn it was more than that. Uh, maybe, but maybe whatever. More. But he buys her these really expensive earrings. Is this a real story? This is no, no, a movie. movie. But he gives her these earrings, and she flips out because it's not a wedding ring, because that's what she was expecting, you know, engagement ring. And he's like, "You said after a year we get." He's like, "I said depending on the year." It's been a pretty rough year, honey. Come on. Oh. And she flips out and it turns into this giant crazy thing. And like that was like kind of similar to the situation. It was like, because I always got pressured by my ex. Like, when are we going to get married? When? I was like, I want to wait. I, was like, I told her, like, I want to wait until we both go what to school. What movie is that? Uh, Love Stinks. And I, I always, I told her, like, I want to wait until, you know, this day. Like, we want to have, go to school, have our lives together. Then we could do that. But it was always, we need to do it now. And it's just the pressure of these fucking Stupid shiny rock. She always wanted these stupid shiny rock. Even Des wants a stupid shiny rock. Everyone wants stupid shiny rock. Like that. Va- so Valentine's Day is just fucking insane. So like Adney said about prostitution, with Valentine's Day it's like, yeah, I spent a couple hundred dollars on you, and I might get a blowjob if I'm lucky. I'm taking you out. I'm pampering you. I have to talk my way into my blowjob. Yeah, and a lot of when you're dating her, you're already yeah, dating yeah, exactly, her. Exactly, already and with someone. And you know what? If I got a prostitute. I don't have to get her flowers. I just hand her that. <laughs> I hand her that money. The co- and uh, here's the thing. It's an escort, me. bro. Get it right. It's okay, escort. my bad. Escort. Exotic dancer. Whatever. <laughs> she blows me, and I'm good. And Stevie, you do all that date stuff. You do all that romantic bullshit. All that thing. You could still go home at the end of the night. And she's like, "Oh, I'm so full from the thing." And she will give you a blowjob, but it'll be such a haphazard bullshit blowjob. Mediocre blowjob. She scores maybe a twelve pointer on the scale. And like that's it, and you're like, really? I spent, I did all this effort and everything to try and make you happy, and you didn't do a single fucking thing. Like, how hard is it to really just give me a blowjob compared to the things that I did, the hours that I work in order to pay for the all this thought stuff? I put into this. You're gonna give me a twelve pointer. Like a way, you're gonna give me a twelve fucking pointer. It's like a week's worth of work, right? It's like so. That's oh forty hours. God. I spent forty hours on this whole thing, and. Maybe not that because maybe like 20 hours, but still 20 fucking hours. It's almost a day. I put thought into this. I spent gas to go get you these presents. I surprised you with these things. And at the end of the night, I get a 12 point blowjob. I'm not looking for that a 12 is point blowjob. Unacceptable, dude. I want unacceptable. a 22 at the least. Yeah, at least. At the at least. least, I want a 20. If you want to go above it, if I'm going above and beyond, I, want, I need a 25. I'm okay, sorry, we can't, I need no, a 25. We can't, you can't. Demand a twenty-five though. You can't ask no, no, for a twenty-five. No, that's the thing. I don't want to ask. You don't. You're not supposed. I'm to not ask. saying ask for it, but yeah. you can't expect it. You should never expect perfection. Set that bar low. You can't expect perfection. Set it's so unfair. And I'm being generous right now. No. <laughs> but you shouldn't expect a twenty-five or just no, plain and simple. But I want to treat her well. I want to hear her to feel like a princess because that's what uh, you're supposed to feel like, right? You're supposed to feel like yeah. a princess. They can feel like a princess, but you can't feel like a king. Why can't I feel like a princess? Why can't me right here feel like a princess? Yeah, what do princesses get? Like princesses get like foot massages and like food and gifts. I want all those things. I want everything. How could like it's so it's so not a thing for the woman to pamper the man. You never see like I it's so rare to hear about a guy. Chris told a whole story. The only time he's ever really been pampered is when he went to an escort. He had of all the girlfriends he's had, the girls he's dated who were really into him. None of them put the effort in that a fucking escort did. I just got a vision of Chris's, Chris's future relationship. What'd you get me for Valentine's Day? And he's like, I got me an escort. That's what I got. <laughs> I can see it now. It's, uh, oh, man. 
Your life is happy. Like a going. like a massage and a blowjob is such a rare thing. It's such a rare thing. To Which get is both sad. Those things. And like, oh, like an actual like a good massage, like one that and a good blowjob. Like, you'll get a mediocre massage, a mediocre blowjob. Rare, sometimes rare. It's a you'll chore. Get, it's get, a get, chore. You'll get a good one of either or. But I hate not that it's a both. chore. It's not. She's not doing it because she, because she enjoys it. She's not doing it because she knows you're going to enjoy it. She's doing it only because she feels she needs to do this. It's a chore. Yeah, I'm not so, enjoying this. It's not pleasurable. It's not pleasuring me. It's the idea of, well, you did something sweet for me, so I guess I'll give something in return. And it's, it's a like guess. you getting flowers. And she's go through, she goes through the motions. She goes because yeah. it's obligatory, like you said. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's just get this over with while you, you put all this effort in, and you're not having, you might not be having fun on your stupid Valentine's date, but you're going to put on that part. You're going to turn into Daniel Day-Lewis and act your ass off. Oh, I'll get romantic as fuck. I love romance. Oh, I, I love romance I know, well. I know your engagement. I, like how you got engaged and it's so adorably romantic yeah, and I love it. I, you are a romantic. I am a, no, I can I fuck around with romance too. Romantic, I would love man. to do romance. I'm just so... I fuck around with romance. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm so I jaded. Fuck that's, no, that's the title. New title <laughs> for the episode. Around. I oh, fuck my. around with romance. That's it. That's it. I'm that's so jaded at this point that I'm like, fuck romance. Romance. Like, I just want to be able to have a fucking relationship with another woman. Like, it's really, like, not something that's superficial or monetary or anything like that. Like, just a relationship with a woman that's not my friend, just a random girl that I meet on the fucking street. You know, that'd be really fucking cool. Girl that, I but I have to meet him through Tinder. Like, really, street, I'd either meet him through Tinder or Plenty of Fish or all these other dating apps. Do you, like, it's so, like, how do you, when was the last time you picked up a girl at a bar? I've never picked up a girl at a bar. Not once. How do you do it? I just... I have never... I need, I need an expert to come in and be like, okay, bro, here's like, Because I just... The music's so loud, and I'm like, I, well, I can't really hear what you're saying. What's I'm your favorite you. color, dude? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> My friend so when you're in the bathroom's throwing up. And then when you're single... I said favorite color, dude. <laughs> yes, I'll take a drink. I just, just shot tequila, please. You don't have any idea what I'm saying, do you? Thanks, I know. You too. <laughs> yeah, I do I want a martini. That's literally what happened this past weekend. Me, my buddy, we're all out. You know, oh, I have a great story. Oh, my God, I have a great story. I didn't tell oh, you guys about calm yourself. So we're calm sitting down. there at the bar or whatever, you're right? So <laughs> you're peeking buddies. and your dick is peeking out of those pants because you are excited no, right now. No, stop. You're lifting up the table, man. No, stop, stop. <laughs> my buddies, we're all at the bar, and so my buddies went out to smoke a cigarette. And a Mercedes pulls up. Brand new, murdered out Mercedes. Black rims, black paint, black tint. It even looked a little lowered. Like, this was a straight gangster car. I, I, I picked it out of Atlanta. I was like, ooh, that's a gangster car right there. And the girl gets out, and she's a straight Coke bottle. I want to say 5'6", 36, 23, 34. I don't, just, know, the, I don't know the exact dude, measurements. Okay, no, you can say that. I understand that. <laughs> yes, I understand the measurements. But I mean, it's. I hate that there's this, like, this is the proper measurement. It's like... What does that represent, the 26, 34? Inches, that, right? It's, it's, hip, just, it's, it's, it's bust, bust to hip. Waist. Oh, waist. Bust, bust waist, waist Right. Okay. But so if she has the little coat shape like Jessica Rabbit... They would not survive. No, literally. No, that's they no. would die. Yeah, the closest their organs, their frame yeah. can't Can hold it together. The closest, yeah. the closest yeah. we'll get to that is uh, Christina Hendricks. Oh my gosh! Wait, before we get in, <laughs> uh, so 
this brand new Mercedes pulls up, and this girl that pops out is a Coke bottle. I didn't just went to the bathroom, so I got to tell him, Coke bottle, 5'6", and I said 36, 23, 34. Like, I think he's getting those measurements from, like, a song. I think, no, I think she, he's just measuring me. I think that's her own me. I'm telling you, I, I measure, okay, well, I'm not a fucking tailor, so I don't know, but great breasts, a tiny fucking waist, and big old hips. Nice. Like, like yeah, I said, yeah, nice like ass. a Coke bottle, but... Which so she you comes were hallucinating, out, is what you're saying. I wasn't, though. Because <laughs> she comes out of the car, and it's cake, dude. Like, mm. straight cake. Like, I mean, her, her, I, as I saw, like, just imagine it like a movie, you know? And it's the slow-mo, and you got her legs oh, first yeah. coming out of the car, right? And, it's and like, then, boom, it's like, it pans she's over. Cool drink of water with the and, like, <laughs> and then it goes to her face. Friends. I was thinking, I was, thinking, I was like, dude, 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 look at that. And it's I was like, still thinking Jessica Rabbit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, the camera view 32. is the, the camera view goes like the camera view is feet coming out of the car, the heels hit the ground, and then it slowly comes the, up. And as it slowly comes, it cuts to you and your friends, right. and you're like, dude, look yep. at this, look at this, look at this. Unconceivable. Cuts, I'm the- cuts <laughs> back, and then it goes up to her face and it's a dude right no it wasn't a dude um i could just tell that she was wearing a lot of fucking makeup i'm sorry i wasn't trying to ruin your vibe i'm just saying so she comes out and i was like "Ooh!" and i'm looking at her and she's coming and she's walking towards us and then boom one of her friends meet up with her and they're talking and i was just like and i look over at kenny and josh and i'm like yo that's an escort and she was a good like 10 feet away from me. I was like, dude, that's an escort for sure. And I like whispered, just like I'm talking she to She goes, Chris. hey, Chris. She goes, <laughs> she just knows you by name and shit. What the fuck did you just <laughs> say? Waving her hand around like, what the fuck? She heard like, you? Oh, shit, yes. That was oh, my immediate reaction. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, no way. She I said I want to escort you to the bathroom. You look <laughs> like you have to go to the party. <laughs> I said some stupid shit like that. I was oh, like, God. oh, I said I like escorts. Uh, backpage.com. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to our sponsor. Don't that brings us to she our sp- like, sponsor, backpage.com. She was like, oh, no, you weren't. You said I was an escort. And I was just like, oh, shit, I'm getting lit up right now. And I just look at her and I was like, well, obviously you are because you're getting fucking pissed right now. And she was like, fuck you, nigga. And I was like, I'm not black. And I just turned around and walked away. Because, like, I, I knew. <laughs> I'm not black. If this conversation, like, it was going nowhere, dude. Like, she was just yelling at me. But the fact that she got so mad, was she an escort or not? Or was well, she just, do you think she, I'm asking, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling so this question. Are you asking you. before you tell us, by the way, I found her a week later, I wrote her, and she said, come see me for 500 Was that, <laughs> was that what happened? But I guarantee you she's an if escort. If you see her, you need to write her and say, send her a picture of you and just say, I knew you were an escort. Like, that's what you need to do. Here's if you the thing, um, she heard you, I think she might be an X-Man, so... That. Uh, I'm an ex-woman, Abney. Sexist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know where that came from. It came from V-Day for some reason. Coke bottles. I'm not sure. Coke bottle yeah, bottles. Yeah, because everything you think of, every time you think of Valentine's Day, spending money on women, you go right to escorts. And that's like kind of. Well, spending money on women. It's the it's best. Way. Yeah, dude. It really, I think you proved that. Well, I just in, haven't. Uh, in episode I don't, like, I don't, three. I don't think I think that's true, episode, though. I don't think that's true. I know. Three was. There's girls out there that do pamper their men. There are also girls out there that don't expect to get shit on Valentine's Day. Pamper me like 
Like whenever when I can come home and I'm tired, she'll let me fall asleep on her, and then she'll like rub my back and do all that kind of stuff. That's pampering. Like though. not not so like she won't like do the deep like the hollow right. thing, but it's the really sweet, nice on like a daily basis. Softly touch your back, which I, I fucking it's like getting petted. That's oh, a lot. Yeah. Dude. I, I love it. And it's like, huge. And of course we have sex like you know two three times. In the, like throughout the day, not like uh, back and once. I'm not a fucking animal. You're <laughs> now <laughs> old. And she'll cook for me. She cleans like, and she'll clean like the room and everything. So Des does pamper me. So I'm like, I'm, that makes me really happy. And I don't have to go to an escort, but I do know what it's like to be with a girl and not not get, get pampered. pampered. Right. No. Uh, so I don't really do like I've had other girls who just were not, did no interest in doing that. Friends had girlfriends who had no interest in doing that. And I, I just I just don't hear it about it, so it's like it has to be a very small. Percentage. Yeah, it is very small percentage. Even with myself, I've dealt with not getting anything in return constantly. It's like I'm trying. Doesn't to... Doesn't the whole? Well, you're a man, so I'm, why I'm do you to go even above expect? And I'm always like I'm a giver in general. I'm I'm just I like I just like pleasing the person I'm with. I'm I'm like whether it's gifts, like pleasure in general, bedroom. I just you want to give this person something. You just want them to kind of tell you it's like uh, what were we talking about on the, on the third podcast? Someone telling you you're good, like hey, I see what you're doing, kind of thing. Recognition, recognition, for your efforts. getting recognition. Okay, I like getting recognition from the person I'm with. That's I want to go above and beyond. You want appreciation for the fact that you're putting in all this effort, you're doing all this stuff for the person you're with. You're showing your love. It would be nice if they showed their love back. Yeah, which is, it's kind of stupid. I'm not doing it because I want recognition. I just like to see someone happy. That's kind of why I got into the food industry. You know how happy it makes me when I cook someone food and they say something really nice about it? It's like, oh, this was great or anything like that. It makes you feel really good about what you're doing. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm doing this for a reason. Obviously, I get to see people smile. Don't you don't you love seeing others smile because of something you did? That's amazing. Yeah, of course. So to find someone that's a giver in return is very very rare. It's incredibly rewarding. Yes, yeah, I will. How right. can you not be happy with that? Yeah. Where like like you said, you're not expecting anything in return, but at the same time, when you never get that thing in return, it starts to feel like a one sided relationship constantly and like, giving and not getting it yeah someone's constantly taking and taking and taking from taking from you so it's like draining you you're becoming a shell of a person because you're like am i not doing enough like am i do i need to do more do i need to do more for this person to give in return what am i doing wrong for where this the person fuck, to not yeah, return where the, the fuck favor? is the line yeah i'm giving as much as i possibly can i'm doing all this effort and it just never seems like enough it's a sisyphean task it's, it's just you're never gonna be good enough to satisfy them, yeah. and that's just it's so demoralizing. Yeah. Like well, you just feel empty about it. That's the problem. That's the problem with getting with a taker. But I have a current situation that is good. It's two givers hanging out with each other, or two givers being with each other, and it's at least the time that I've spent with this person that I'm hanging out with currently. It's constant back and forth. Uh, trying to please each other, trying to... Yeah, she is a good person. Rub. I mean, it's not like she's in the room or anything. No. So. But trying to, like, you know, rub each other down, massages, everything like that. It's anytime around each other, I'm getting, like, 
that's it's super weird. She's into hair. She's like really weird. Well, into, just feel into I'm into hair, hair too, though. I'm into hair. She's like she loves hair, so she's like pulling on my my armpit hair, pulling on my chest hair, like pulling on it, but in like a central way that feels good. And it's <laughs> well, like I never she's thought like, that would feel it's good. like she's like I'm weird. I'm into this, but I'm like I'm all about it. Like, it feels great. <laughs> You're constantly rubbing me down, and she doesn't even notice that she's rubbing me down. She just it's just a natural thing. She's just always Those has are her my fingers favorite. on me. Those are always my have her fingers on me. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to her and she's talking to me and she doesn't even realize it's second nature to her. She's, she's constantly fingertips just on me. And I'm like, I don't think you realize what you're doing. Like you don't understand. This feels amazing. You make me feel like I'm important. You're giving back as much as I'm putting in. So it's a good fucking yeah, feeling. That's, that's amazing. That, that's the same thing that does us. She so much of the like the hands-on touching that she actually molested me last night when I was passed out of sleep and you know sometimes you sleep with a boner and she started playing with my boner while I was asleep and she told me about the next day because she's like it was poking me and stuff and it kept like pushing my, like because it moves some, you know how you kinda weird? it's like your boner knows you're asleep it's like hey he's sleeping let's do this like your boner is, dude your boner is letting it's your girlfriend like, cheat on you dude that's are you kidding me your boner has a mind of its own when you're asleep. It it's does. rock hard. It knows what it's doing. He's like, hey, Des, wake he's up. Asleep. And he's asleep, dude. He's asleep. We could do this. Come on, why don't you rub That's my forehead? You know how like you know how like you can like have a boner, then like you can kind of flex and move your dick a bit. Oh yeah. yeah. I flex it all like, the you time. You can do curls. Oh, like, you can do curls with your dick. Yeah. Right? Is that what you meant so, when you said you're gonna flex on your uncle? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, I know he's against homosexuality because he's Christian. I wasn't sure if you're like trying to like Mentally fuck with him or what? <laughs> that would destroy his confidence if you fuck him. <laughs> That's fucking. But yeah, like it was. I was like asleep. And it was like moving. It was like kind of. I was like you know moving her butt cheeks. She's like, what the hell? And she's like, I had a great dream last night. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit. And she's probably gonna be mad at me that I said she molested me. But whatever. That's fine. Like, what are you gonna do? Dad's gonna break up with me? I fucking dare you. That's super no. sexist. Whoa! So you can, wait, wait. That's Whoa, wait, never say on. that. That Never is extremely sexy. Okay, <laughs> so you can touch me while I'm sleeping, but <laughs> but if I crawl on top of you and I do stuff, I'm the asshole. Yeah. I'm the Bill Cosby. But if, yeah, but if I root for you and fuck you while you're asleep, I'm the backup. <laughs> <laughs> According to Chris Smith. Oh yeah, that's Dude, I started having great yeah. sex with this chick, and then she woke up and kicked me off. It was, <laughs> it was not cool at all. Hashtag Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> Cosby. Jello, verb, hashtag yeah, Jello pudding. One word. All right. Oh. We can talk more about but, um, bullshit let's, Valentine's let's jump back to yeah, Valentine's marriages? Day is fucking ridiculous in general. But let's get into the idea of just we've already the institute of marriage. Okay, let's and jump, why, yeah, let's jump to marriage. why is it it's so it seems so dumb to bring the government into your personal life? I completely fucking agree doesn't with make that. any sense of like that's what all all marriage is is I already love you we're already together we're planning on spending our lives what together. if you're black what, if, this, what wait hold on this is I in, said the wrong thing right now what if you're black that's the wrong thing I, I wasn't trying what to if you're gay? what if you're in these communities like the, most unfortunately like most black people are where you don't have this uh you you don't even have a way of like getting out of the community there is no way to even like th- a thought on your mind about marriage isn't even there. Like, you have to completely leave the ghetto. You have to completely get out of the situation that you are in in order to even get to that point. Right? Or yeah, no? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I understand what you're talking about, how, like, it is, like, it's it seems stupid to get married when you're in such a horrible situation. But at the same time, like, it's, what else do you have? 
It comes back to kind of like the whole love thing, right? It chases back to love because when you have such a shitty situation, love can overcome. See, it's it's okay. I will quote. I will try to quote at least. uh, Paraphrasing Robin Williams in Good Will Hunting, he says, "Nobody's perfect, son. No one's perfect, but it's finding someone that you love that you're you guys are perfect together." Like the idea of being perfect together. But that can be whether you're poor, rich, any creed, any color, doesn't matter. You can you can escape your miserable life by finding someone that you're truly happy with. It's those with. little idiosyncrasies that are important. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, people call these flaws, but they're not. Ooh, those, those are the good stuff. That's the good stuff. It's the, the flaws it's the are the good that, stuff. It's the huh? thing that yeah, nobody the, sees. That makes you, you. Yeah. A lot of people are good looking. A lot of people can have sex with you. A lot of people could do this or that, but it's but these those little things that you think are flaws that you think oh this is wrong with you. There is someone who's gonna like those about you. Who's gonna say it, I think it's endearing. You're letting people into your weird little world. Like I will quote again from Goodwill Hunting. You, you people get to see these things. Never for stop me, quoting from <laughs> for me, it's like I fucking I pick my nose. I'm like pooping with the door open. I mean, like, if a girl gets so far into the relationship that she gets to see me poop with the door open, it's real. It's starting to get real. Like, that's... I have these little weird things about me. I'm just a super comfortable guy. And if she gets to see these things that nobody else does, that means I'm letting her into my weird little world. And that's what you're supposed to do in a relationship. Being... For me, it's like... like, It's building Legos in front of you for me. Yeah, building Legos. That's what it is for me. If If I buy a set and build it with you in the same room, you know that you're, it's getting serious. Oh, oh, that's getting. They don't even have to help you. If they're, fuck they're no, don't help the me. It's room? my thing. Get away from my Legos. It, well, with me, it's, <laughs> if when I know it's really relaxing. When to I know me, I'm set. It, well, so. there you go. So relaxing. So when I know I'm, when I know that the person that I'm talking to is sort of like okay, I'm gonna keep this person around. Is the idea that we can? I, I love. I know this is stupid to say. Reading together. If I can sit in silence what? and the person next to me can read while I read, oh, so it's not like me. reading together. You're just reading no, by I'm each other. No, I'm not fucking reading her the fucking story. But Are you like, cuddling up, I want to like, like leg on leg, sort of like reading. I know, I've leg seen on you leg do that and you do in like the silence, uh, reading together. I, I fucking love doing that. I think that's the most <laughs> to me in my eyes. That's romantic. It's it is romantic. That's I, that's just what I believe. That's one romantic thing that I like to enjoy is reading with someone in complete silence for hours. It's like you're sitting in silence for hours. You're staring at a piece of paper. You're hallucinating. You know, whatever. But, uh... And you can... Like, and our point is, listeners, that you can have all this stuff without a legal document saying you're married. You don't have to have this thing weighing over you. All these... All the best things you love about love. The whole adventure of love. The passion. Uh... Even like the opposite, like just the regular, the comfortable sitting around in your underwear being gross together and that, all that is just from, you you don't have to be married to have that. You don't need a legal document of the government saying, you guys are together now, fucking, if you get divorced, uh, she gets half your shit and you have to keep giving her money and stuff. So it's just... <clears throat> the argument that you guys are trying to make, because I gotta play devil's advocate, because we don't have any females do. here or anything like that. So, is the argument that you're trying to make is because marriage as an institution is garbage, like the yes. whole money and the government, or is it because of 
do you want to have multiple women? Because I feel like that's something that oh, the no, women no. might Polygamy. think, you know? Like, Polygamy. they might think, oh, you don't want to get married because you might want to have multiple partners Then I'd something. be single. Th- that's, yeah, that's her own insecurity. Sorry, that's the woman's... So, wait, hold on. Any... If a woman says that, If a woman saying. says that, that's... Yeah, if, if a, a woman, woman says, says that, that, that's her own insecurity. So, I will quote Pendulette when he says, I don't believe in gay marriage. Hold on, let me finish. I don't believe in straight marriage. It's, government should have no fucking say in who you love and who you want to be with. The Pendulette said, the only reason I got married to my wife was because we have children. And if science forbids something happens to my wife and her, her parents say they're nuts and they're crazy and they try to take the kids away from me, they have that ability. They can do that. And I don't get to see my children. He's like, that's the only reason I married my wife. And that's a fundamental Whoa. thing of why marriage is fucked up is that you have to do this in order to avoid a problem like that. You shouldn't have to get married to avoid a problem like that. And that's a problem because people say, oh, well, marriage provides all these benefits, tax benefits, which like is that. fucked up. And like, you... and like the kid benefit, all that stuff. But it shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to be married to get these benefits. It should be way more open of no you are the father or you are the mother and it just it drives this need to have lawyers into everything and as soon as lawyers get event- it's over and, like, and it's not even like the, other, like the person you're uh, divorcing is evil no it's the lawyer it's whispering in their ear like I said earlier in the podcast Grima Worm Tongue of just whispering no you can you deserve more money lawyers you deserve are there more to money. get paid no, man because that's the thing the longer the case goes on the more money they make. They're not looking after you. They are not your friend. This is their practice. They make a living. The reason there is food on their table, a roof over their head, is by dragging out cases. Like they Adam. have to do it. It's like Adam with they tender are, and women. They like, are... That's it. It's the same thing. They it's are, parallel. They are new restaurant it's consultants. Parallel. They are new restaurant consultants is what they are. So Pretty. people... people. This is... they. You see this all the time. People will... I want to start a restaurant. People have nothing or a bar. I have no no clue what to do. They hire these consultants, and what do they do? The consultants say, "Oh, let me try it. Let me try the food." I, I've witnessed this I've, from my own experience. Let me try the food. They try ah, not not really for me. Let's try something else. Day in day out, they're okay with this, and they fight against it. They're constantly pushing back the opening date because as soon as that day, as soon as they open the restaurant or that bar, that consultant is fired. Consultant son, you don't need to consult for me anymore. You don't need to consult. The only consulting I had was because... Why road construction lasts so long is because those guys get paid by how long the job takes, the hours. So they... Like, I I knew uh, my mom dated a a guy who was an electrician, and he worked on... That's what he did. He just worked on job sites, and he always talked about how the guys would be lazy sometimes and fuck around just to drag things out. To be like, well, I need to survive the fucking winter. And it's not such like everyone's super greedy and they're trying to scam the system. It's sometimes you have to do these slightly shady things. Life is a gray area. There's no real black and white. There's a lot of fucking gray out there. And you have to be in that gray area if you want to survive. So you're going to get shit like that. And yet no one wants to admit that this gray period is Yeah, because they know they the rest of the world sees black, black and white. and white period. They know the rest of the world sees black and white. They're not going to see the gray area. It's also one of the re- like maybe one of the top reasons that I love Game of Thrones is the fact that the entire show exists in a gray area. You meet a character, you think they're black, you think they're white, and over time you realize, oh wait, no, they're also this, they're also that. And it all turns into gray. You think Ned Stark is this great heroic character. After a while I realize, oh, there's some 
there's some things he did shady. Robert Baratheon seems like such a great, drunk, fun guy. He's a horrible father and a horrible leader. You think Jamie Lannister is an evil son of a bitch and you hate him. I have to realize it's just the way he would... He, all the shit he had to deal with, he actually is a good person, but he was shoved into this position and he just played the part. And what that, to me, the that, reason it's so yeah. good is because it's the most realistic depiction of humanity. That is the most... Exactly. The most... The best depiction of oh, yeah. many that I can ever see in in a literary format or being adapted into screen. Or visual. Because of the fact that you see all these movies, it's like the romantic guy, oh, the greatest guy in the world, oh, he does this and that, he does this, or the evil guy, he's super evil, black and white. There yeah, you go. Evil black and white. It's always black and white. It's always the guy is always the guy that's good will always be good. Like, the guy that's bad will always be good. But we all have our flaws. We all have the fucked up shit that we've done in the past. We, no matter what, we continue to fail and succeed, fail and succeed. The road to, to success is not a straight road. It's a bunch of curves. It's a bunch of fucking stop and go. You're not perfect. No one's fucking perfect. And that is why Game of Thrones is so good because everyone relates to it because you you get these characters where you get a love for them and then you lack the love. Okay, now I have kind of an animosity towards them. Then you have an They did something wrong, so you're kind of looked down on them. But if you really think about it, You've done, only a lot of, you've done a lot of bad shit too, dude. Yeah, they're only human. And every good person is going to have a skeleton in their closet, a time where they had to lower their moral ground. And it it's so humanizing. It's so just... And I know it, like a lot of people criticize, oh, it's just a fantasy world. It's stupid, made-up bullshit. But well, I didn't say it's that. set in a fantasy world, but it's such a human story. Our friend Joel was against this show from day one. In 2011, I started the show, and I was all about it for years, trying to get him to watch it, and he would not watch it. And he convinced me to watch it, actually. Because it's in a fantasy world. It's so silly. He's like, I don't like that made-up bullshit. He hates that stuff. Finally, he... And now look at him. He loves the show, because he finally gave it a chance. Because it's about... It's a human story. It's so... When the circumstances are down, when you don't have a lot of options... What, how are you going to act as a human being? It's And they say in the show, like it's easy to be honorable when life is easy. Try being honorable when you're that fucking no one who lives in uh, Crabber's Bay or on the Street of Steel in the in Fleet Bottom. When you're, squalor, when you're squalling and fucking... Uh, exactly, and they show and that. Like, like that. They say like, like if we all fall in love with Ned Stark, then you realize over the show that... like. Well, yeah, it's easy to be you, Ned. When you're the fucking Lord of Winterfell, Warden of the North, you have all the power and wealth. Like, like, yeah, you've gone through some tragedy, but you haven't lived where we've lived. Yeah, you can say like uh, that. You know, this guy, like Davos Seaworth, one of my favorite characters. He's a fucking smuggler. He worked with pirates. He should be beheaded. He should be killed for his crimes. Those are objectively bad things he did, but. When you think about his upbringing, what he ha- he had to do that to, to survive, and that creates that gray area. It's like, well, that's what humanity is. It's doing what you have to do to survive. And we went off on this weird tangent, and now we're choking Game of Thrones dick. But and it's we were so supposed true, to be though. Talking it's, about it's, other things, I, I've and never we just seen, went off. Sorry, I, listeners. I've never seen another show, or Breaking a Bad, series of books. Well, I mean, as though it is dark fantasy, if you. You don't look at it in like the magic sort of way. If you look at it just like trial and error through humanity, like the things you've done, the things that you regret, you were. That's why it's the fucking highest grossing show on is HBO's highest grossing show ever written. It's because people connect to it. Like we talked about earlier, 
seeing yourself in these situations. This is even this is not even anything to do with uh, ethnicity. It's you seeing yourself through thought. That's kind of what Game of Thrones is. It's like I've been there. I've been through that. I've struggled. I've you know I've done bad shit to get to where it's I'm speak, at. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with ethnicity, culture, anything. It's you're just that's human nature. You, I have to bring up kind like, of like you're uh, what is it called? You just uh, you see yourself. Uh, what is it? Not parallel. What the fuck? You see yourself in that position, but it's not through who you are. It's just mental wise or mentality wise. I know, know it still is the kind of you don't see yourself in the thing but I love about Game of Thrones is there is a lot of diversity in Game of Thrones. You relate well yeah my you, you relate favorite to character just... in the show is played by a Latino actor, uh, Pedro Pascal. He played Oberyn Martell. Awesome. Fucking love that actor. He was so amazing as Oberyn and he's absolutely my favorite character. And like the fact that the show can take like that like they do that. They do have like it's supposed to be set in a fantasy world where most characters either like British or Scottish or Irish and yet they still mix in the diversity in such an awesome and cool way. And they make him the character. It's not like he's, he's some such... sidekick. Yeah. He has become the series both uh, the adaptation of the show as well as literary he is the character. that He, and he was in sh- such a short time span. I mean that character was Basically, nobody, if you look at the whole stretch of the series, he was just this little part, and yet, that's the character that everyone pinpoints. That's everyone's favorite fucking character. Everyone I talk to that has read the books, that has seen the show, Oban Martel, that is my favorite character. I love him to death. He's just so suave, so badass, and they could not have picked a fucking perfect actor to play him, I swear. But let's let's kind of take it back. Um, we, we did... Definitely stroke Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin. Fucking well, we love Game of Thrones. Of course. First of all, if you're a listener of ours and you haven't listened to Game of Thrones, uh, please go Thrones. check out Game of Thrones a lot because we're going to be referencing it. We've re- just, like, we reference it stuff. every podcast. Yeah. Or at least I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Let's hard go. to. I want to go back to lawyers. So, out of everyone Lawyers here, poisoning people, like uh, both the uh, man and the woman's minds... No matter what the wedding situation, they will try and drag it out. And that's what's so fucked about marriage is it's just a legal contract that brings a bullshit... Like, it's supposed to be love, and you're bringing, like, these... This such an objective... It's the le- it's the farthest thing from love you can get. It's a cold, calculating practice. Yeah, the person doesn't even know you And forcing it into love. Doesn't even know you two. The guy doesn't... Has no... He doesn't know what you two have been through. He knows nothing about you. He's just basically trying to make sure your legal document is separated. Yeah, it's just so as bad as bringing a priest which, in. Hold on. Which is <laughs> fucked up because you forget kind of why you fell in love with that person. I hate the like separation sucks. It would be so much easier if it can be you go your way, I go my way. This isn't gonna work out, is it? Eh, it's not gonna work out. Fine, but when you bring someone into it, they're almost feeding into the ear of that person. Oh, you need to get this from this. Oh, you need that. That person's bad. They absolutely you get do that. This. That's part they of their practices. But if there was you no... deserve more. They always yeah. say, you deserve more. If you deserve more, ask for more. I can get you more. If there was no lawyers present, it would. 
you kind of, if you can just sit down like two adults, you know you guys were in love at one moment. There was a honeymoon phase. You guys truly enjoyed each other's company. You were like madly in love, madly infatuated with each other. It didn't work out. Yes. Sorry, that's just kind of that how it goes. doesn't mean you have to hate each other. Exactly. You don't have to have animosity to each other. You're like, listen, we don't make each other happy. Let's split up. You get this. I get that. But when you bring lawyers into it, you guys build this hatred towards each other. It's like, I fucking hate that guy. He's a piece of shit or I hate that woman. She's a fucking, she's a cunt. I want All half this his bullshit. stuff to hurt him is a and, big thing. Yeah, and it, it's I want not... to hurt him by attacking him financially. And I know there's some people who are going to be like, well, you're only saying him. Well, yeah, it's the vast majority is that the woman gets what the man has. And it's an archaic institution of going back to when men were the only workers. Women didn't work at all. They weren't allowed to work, and so they needed help when the divorce happened because people wouldn't hire them because they were women because of just the pervasive sexism in everything. And, of course, there is still sexism, but it's just not as bad. And so women have careers. They can work. They can earn their own living. They don't need the guy's finances to survive, and yet they're still getting it. And so we still have this archaic doesn't idea make of any the women fucking need... sense. So the guy is yeah. going broke and just depressed and just going down a downward spiral because... There are guys that are literally in jail because they cannot pay alimony. They're literally in jail. I heard two stories today about it. Ow. Um... Do I have references on me right hand by like right now? No, I don't. Can I bring up their names right now? No, I can't. Can I bring up the county that they're in? No, I can't. But I also know that the vein of information that I get filtered through isn't that fucked up to lie to me about stupid shit like that. Yeah, they wouldn't just make up something randomly. The conversation happened organically. You know, why would they make it? It was it, it was real life experience. I gotta take a piss. Oh yeah? yeah? I got divorced. I'm going to jail. Like, there was nothing Yeah, no, it was like real that. life experiences yeah. that they told me through and I was like, wow, like, man. So, you can be at a point where you make dog shit and then you get divorced and you're cool because both of you made dog shit so it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. Like, whatever. And then... Those people go off on their own and they'll wind up either creating a great life or not. There's cases where, yeah, sometimes they'll go down the shitter and be a drug addict. And there's other cases where sometimes they'll go and make another life for them. But for these other guys that I have seen where they're really big ballers and they have had to pay out this al alimony for 10 to 12 years, they don't have that luxury of being like, oh, well, I'm broke now. So, sorry, like, um, we ran my business through the ground, we are now declaring bankruptcy, and, like, I'm kind of toasted. Well, certain judges, I, this is not a blanket to lay over everything, but I have seen these cases where certain judges, you just lost your business, you're now bankrupt, well, you still gotta pay her. And I don't care how you make the money. There was literally a judge. I wish I could bring up the exact date, the it's exact time. It's fucking Polly and Goodfellas. It's, okay, well now we're in parts. Now you owe me my money. Every you owe me week. my I money. I don't care what happens. Business bad? Fuck you, pay it's me. It's like, dude, oh, you're you a judge. Robbed? Fuck you, pay me. You're a judge. Down? Fuck, Fuck you. you, pay me. Oh, got struck by lightning, huh? Fuck, Fuck you, you, pay me. me. Exactly. Same fucking that thing. could be the fucking exact analogy for the divorce system in general. That is, a, I'm so glad you brought up that point. That's, That's a good fucking point. Great, because exactly that was the mafia reign. The mafia reign was the idea of if I am protecting you, 
then no matter what, I get my money every week. I don't give a fuck what you're going through, what you're doing, everything. It was I'm gonna almost like... You didn't it sell was bread almost, this fucking week. And and it, was like, it, was a, it was an underground judicial system, but except I won't put you in jail. I will fucking murder you. I will murder you. Thank you. And here's the whole thing is that we all decided that that's bad. The government told us that that's bad. This isn't a good thing. We need to get rid of this. And they got rid of it. But yet, it's okay in a certain way? No, you told me that was bad. That's a not a good thing. You should have some humanity and realize when somebody can't pay and give them a fucking break. They're on their last legs. And yet, it's not okay in this circumstance. It's like, no, you pay. And no, I, I said before Cherry that, picking. That's I've fucking said, yeah, cherry picking. I've said picking. before on the podcast that if... You're, if a man and a woman are married and they had kids and they get a divorce and the woman gets custody, the man should pay child support. Child support is an important thing, but that's not alimony. Alimony is just paying the woman for her. So what happens? That's not okay. To what happens if all. let's say you're married, right? Learn a fucking skill, get a job. And then your wife cheats on you while you're married, right? And then that said person that she cheated on you with dies. But she has a kid with that guy. Never tells you. Never tells you. You finally get a feather up your ass. Get you a little a tickle. Test? And you get a DNA test. And you learn that that kid's not yours. And this kid is now four years old. So for four years, this kid has been your kid. Now, the question that I'm asking is, not do you want to pay for the kid? But more, are you obligated to pay for the kid? That's really the question that I'm asking for. No, 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 no. But wait, hold on. <laughs> because for the first four years of this kid's life and the past four years of your life, this is your child. And it's been your child. So I don't think there would be this disconnect where it's not your child it, anymore. It's a choice. It comes down to the man. It, the choice comes down to the man. Do you feel, okay, you've already raised this kid. Being a dad doesn't mean you put your dick in someone and you basically pop a kid out. No, being a father is someone who raises this child. You Anybody can be a father, whether it's stepdad, anything like that. If you find out that the kid is not yours and you choose to raise this kid and continue to be a father figure in this kid's life, good for you. That's so wait, you just said you, you choose. You should not be forced. You choose. Yeah, that's different. You should not be forced. Like, yeah, we, can all, we can all agree that if that guy was like, wow... My wife cheated on me, and she had this other kid. I already connected with this kid. I'm going to raise it because I love it. We can all agree that guy is an amazing human being. He's a fucking hero. But if a guy is hurt and doesn't want to be that fucking sacrifice-his-life hero, he shouldn't be the automatic villain. It goes back to the gray area. It's not. He's not evil. That guy isn't evil. No, That guy no. was evil. The because woman the he courts... dedicated his life to... Cheated on him and had a kid with somebody else and didn't and tell him and, and didn't, didn't tell him. him. Correct. Let, let him She's believe. The villain. Let him believe that that was his kid and she lied. His your life is gonna fall apart in your mind. You're like everything's a sham. Everything's not. Four real. years thinking you are the father. Okay, so this story. wasn't a fake story. I'm not telling you guys a fake story right now. This was a real story. Yeah. And the judge. So I guess you got ordered. A kid. You got a girl. This wasn't my story. I happened to run by <laughs> the story. Which escort do we need to? 
Like, no, is there false. Be someone that's gonna but knock on my door and like, hold on, you guys are fucking making jokes, <laughs> and you guys were just so passionate about how you wouldn't want to be in that situation. Well, literally, the situation that we were just talking about, the guy got put in, and now he, even though the kid's not his, even though the kid's only five years old, even though all these other circumstances come into play, he has to pay alimony not only to the mother, but he also has to pay child support. Okay, that's and a judge, a judge from California, I will, so, because right now, I can't bring up the Does stats, this woman I will bring up this exact case the next podcast, I will bring up all of the details, this, I'm not bullshitting right now, this fucking happened, this is a real fucking case, in California, this guy, <laughs> fucking, it's not his kid. And the judge ruled that he has to pay alimony on his kid. I bet you that he would have been willing to pay, even though it's not his kid. But because the judge ordered, he said it was something crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I'm willing to take care of this kid that I've already been raising for four years. I'm willing but what to happens if you're kid. at a certain life uh, lifestyle within these five years? Let's say that you, so in 1990, sitcoms were fire right now sitcoms aren't fire it's more of like tv series a sitcom in a series is very different anyways in the 90s that's where you get right so what happens if you get picked up in the 90s you're 30 years old you get picked up in the 90s you're an actor right so you're in your prime essentially and then you get married and and then you get divorced within five years not 12 years not not a long five years like it's long but it's not long you have to give the alimony for what you were making in said five years. So what happens if you lose that sitcom gi- that sitcom gig, right? Right at the end of the. And five now years. you don't have any more sitcom gigs. They, and that was the, the thing, best. What he's trying to say is like because you have the sitcom because you're making a lot of money. They set a certain price based on the money you're making. Exactly. But that Your sitcom gets canceled, and like, well, you got to pay up that money still. It's like, well, I'm not making the same. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, that and they, that stupid fucking argument of. She got used to a certain lifestyle. I, thought, I was just about to bring it's that like, up. That's not... Yeah, she was only given that lifestyle because of me. She doesn't have me anymore, so she doesn't get that lifestyle. That's part of a breakup is you don't... Everyone has dealt with that of living with someone in a, like a, a... Living in a bedroom apartment, living together, just you and two. You have all this extra money. You can go do stuff. You're breaking up. Now you have that one apartment to yourself... And then half your money's gone because it has to go to those bills. That's just the way life is, motherfucker. No, no. You decide to be single, and that's the way it should be. And you need to learn how to be an adult and live on your own. If you can't do that, then you shouldn't be able to raise those kids. If you can't provide for yourself, you can't even work, really? You're so fucking helpless that this guy needs to give you all this money every fucking week? You're that helpless. Yeah. You can't get a job, really? Then you don't deserve those kids. Well, what happens when I'm 56? Because he's the only one that can provide for them. You fucking can't because you're worthless and you have no skills, you fucking piece of shit. Not meaning that you don't have... I mean, he's saying that specific person... Any gender, whatever. No, all women. Skills. All women. I mean, all women. <laughs> hate them all. Funny. Yeah, we just lost a bunch of followers. <laughs> but we yes, lost some days. <laughs> those type of women that do say that, but the, it could be the the roles can be reversed. Look at Britney Spears, for instance, and her oh, fucking that's true. dancer boyfriend. That's didn't true. Do shit. So I mean, there could be the role reversal. Yeah, ladies. And is- let's also remember that, like, ladies are also always. At subject to being a victim at all yeah, times. Well, that's, that's, like, you have to, that there's that constant, like. That comes down to equality. The, e- no, equality it comes down to strength, saying, no, no, dude. No, no. That's, what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is. I think Chris is trying to say the physical danger. Exactly. There's a physical danger of being a woman. Exactly. A a there, being a woman. Of being the fact at that all that times. There is a danger to, like, there's a danger 
being a woman provides dangers that men will never know. Exactly. We have an incredible fear of going to prison because we're afraid of getting raped. It's such a huge thing in all men culture. We're afraid of going to this place because of rape. And yet that's like a woman's every day. Yeah. Like she goes to a bar and that's going to be in the back of her head because at any moment that could fucking happen. So they face shit that we will never really understand. It's like the white privilege yes. thing. Yeah, like, exactly. like, well, yeah, the women will face shit that we won't understand. We will face shit that women won't understand. Ever. But the idea of treating, in a court case, treating someone different because of their gender, that is not equality. Right. That is sexism. That's the idea of because you're a woman, you're treated different in a court case. You're because better you're raising a man, kids, you get the kids. Because also, you're a man, man, you have to pay for everything. Right. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that I, I want, I'm not looking like, oh, men need to be more this and that, but no, there should be equality in the judicial system, hands down. They should be treated as equal. If, for instance, the last podcast, we brought up that woman that, sexually assaulted her one-year-old son, blew her son, and she got 18, 18 months house arrest? Or was it eight months house arrest? Eight months. House eight house months house. house arrest for blowing her son. Now imagine if a man did that. And videotaping it and trying to sell it. Videotaping. videotaping it and like that's child pornography, trying to sell that tape. Now imagine if a man did that to his one-year-old daughter, he would be in jail for fucking years, forever. Now when we touch on equality, when we talk about the sexes races, everybody being equal, then the laws have to be equal. The laws have to be equal. If if fucking, uh, what's it called? If I do a crime, it should be treated as such when everybody else does the same fucking crime. Everything should be treated as equal for the time you're going to spend, the money you're going to spend, everything that you're, you know, that they push upon you, the judge, like, you need to do this, you know, you're going to pay this much money, you're going to pay this much alimony, blah, 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 whatever, whatever have you. No one should be treated different. That keeps us all not equal. The fact that women get it, make it, get it easier during uh, fucking anything that has to do with our judicial system, it makes it seem like women are the weaker species, and that is the government. Like that is. And I'm gonna swing. I'm gonna swing the exact opposite way. It is anti-feminist. Thank you. They're saying women are weak. Women can't provide for themselves. They need this man to give his money away, and it's like, that's not. Women can provide. I've seen. It's so many times, like, I was raised by a single mother who made it work by working several jobs. And, you know, like, it, like, so when someone says, oh, we need him to pay, we need half of his $20 million in order to provide this fucking lifestyle, it's a bullshit, it's a shakedown, that's what it is, plain and fucking... And it's funny, it's, it's so true what Eddie's saying is because they don't, they don't need that money. My aunt is a perfect example of one of those people who was flat broke, didn't have a man, and she was raising three kids on her own. And those were three of her kids, and then on top of that, she was also raising me, a kid that wasn't even hers. So this whole stigma that we have behind, oh, a lady needs a man to be a part of their life, I, I gotta agree with Adney. It's just not true anymore. Maybe back in the day, in the 50s and whatnot, exactly. when women weren't working or something <laughs> like that, but now it's just not then. like that. Did you guys yeah. know that? 
marriage. I mean, I'm mean, sorry, not marriage. Marriage. Divorce. I apologize. It was divorce illegal? was illegal. You'd have probable cause to get divorced back then. That's why the divorce rate. People assume, oh, people are getting divorced so quick now. You know, society is changing kids nowadays. Don't understand what about commitment. It's like, well, yeah, you grew up in a society where it was illegal and you had to have very specific guidelines in order to get a divorce. <laughs> and, and but even then, like, I think what Chris was trying to allude to was the fact that back then it's such an archaic practice of back then when women couldn't work so they really did need they weren't right. given jobs because like oh, oh come on toots you need to be in the kitchen what are you <laughs> doing over here in the factory come on what are you like doing like that fucking here? commercial that's out right now women are doing that pot too it's like where's the man it wasn't necessary back then but like things have fucking changed it's 15 cents go buy yourself something nice tits <laughs> like yeah. so part of this part of like society has like progressed so much and the other half is just trailing behind refusing to move forward <laughs> it's really fucked. It's it's fucked up, and we're not trying to say that like like because me and Chris both gave examples of women. My mom, his aunt, uh, women who were raising kids on their own and they made it work. And I know someone out there is probably saying, "Well, they had, they should get help. They have kids. Yeah, they yeah. That's child support, not alimony. I think alimony is the stupidest practice ever. You want child support is a hundred percent necessary. That's your responsibility. If you divorce." Whoever doesn't have custody needs to give up some money. But the child has the to alimony. be yours, right? Yeah. Like this yeah, whole yeah, paying child support child from someone else's yeah. kids kind of crazy, man. Well, that's like, up to you. That should be your decision. If it's if but you like, have a kid but did that's I not say yours, earlier the whole Sam yeah. Kinison yeah, thing. Yeah, I know yeah. the Sam Kinison story, but if it's your if it's not your kid, it, you should be the one that is yeah, allowed to choose. Yeah, you get to choose. Yeah. Okay, I will do this out of the kindness of my heart because technically, even though I've been raising this kid and it's not mine, it's still my kid mentally. Like those are still my kids. Yeah, emotional. I, I think, built this emotional connection, yeah. so I'm going to provide out of um, a desire to, not an f- obligation to. Exactly. And Joe Rogan even talked about that. He's like, if I found out that my daughters were not mine now, I wouldn't love them any different. And that's how it should be. If you raise the child, for instance. Um, a family member of mine who I assumed was relative by, you know, my sister is a sister's ex-boyfriend. Well, they had a kid together and there was, seems to be an issue on whose kid it actually is. And as the kid grew older, it started to look like the, a person that actually passed away when my mm. sister was younger and it's being raised by his best friend. It's just a conf- kind of a confusing story, but, um, you, they, we realized when the kid got older that, oh, it does not look like the dad. It looks like the person that actually passed. But the dad hasn't said anything. It was his best friend, and he just kind of still raised it, still calls it his son, yeah. everything like that. And he's never tried to get any blood work done or anything like that. Still takes care of him in a sense. Still yeah, so over, there's, still he, does, yeah he doesn't have full custody or anything, and like they don't spend like you know every day together. They don't spend, but you know he is there, and he never tried to hint at anyone. He's never said anything about it. Yeah. So it seems like there are veins in which that the cases are of the exact opposite, where it's not like the woman taking advantage or anything like that. So it's like we're riding this fine line where it's like on some of these uh, scenarios, we are doing the correct thing, and the the woman isn't getting alimony, and the guy isn't having to pay uh, child support for a kid that isn't his. But then you are having the cases of where the exact opposite, where the lady is getting 12 years of alimony, and the dude does have to pay for a kid that isn't his. It's like, so how do you solve this little problem? 
problem that is slowly but surely on the rise because I haven't really seen it. Like, while there are cases where it's, like, not bad, but there are cases to the extreme. Like, there's mm-hmm. both extremes. Like, how do we kind of hone in well, on the, the, these, really hard these because, extremes? Yeah, like, like Stevie demonstrated with his story and, like, what you're saying now, there are... Not, it's, just, it's the fact that these there's a f- bunch of particular women who are assholes who are very vindictive and they said oh you want to fucking leave me even though I cheated on you and had someone else's kid and didn't tell you about it and made you believe it was your kid and it rewards you're the them. asshole and not me them, and I'm know? gonna punish you for wanting to break up with me by lawyering up and going after you and everything you have like that is a fucking evil thing to do I think that's the heart <laughs> of the and problem paying, and of course you also have the, the you can't the forget the about the lawyers that's mm-hmm. I was the just lawyers are that. constantly whenever even if you have two people who are like we're gonna get a divorce it's gonna be we're gonna be fine it's just gonna be you know let's get make this fast let's get this over with the lawyers will whisper in their ear and drag it out and give them you deserve more you deserve more she doesn't she deserves less she deserves less and they whisper in your ear so much and they influence you to drag it out because the longer that case goes the more money they make and like and like we, I think like Chris, you said, what can we do to try and prevent this? And it's, we just gotta fucking cut out alimony. Yeah, you gotta cut out the lawyers. <laughs> you gotta cut out all these politics. You're not gonna be able to judges too. I mean, you're not gonna be able to do that. You're not gonna be able to get rid of the lawyers though. Oh, of you course need, not. You're not because marriage is still a legal document, and if you're still getting married, you're you're an idiot. Just don't get married. Like, <laughs> yeah, marriage so I guess is stupid that's, because I guess that's, that's a binding contract telling you just don't get married. You're telling you alimony's in your future, misery's in your future. Fuck marriage. <laughs> you don't need to get married to be in love. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I love you guys, but we don't have a binding contract. That's true. Thank God. Uh, I'm going to use this moment right now to say, Adney, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my parents are a good example. They've been together 37 years now, I believe. I mean, they beat the shit out of each other. They're very aggressive. But uh, they still through. they stuck it through. Didn't get married. <laughs> Take it from the guy who is currently going through or through a divorce. Don't get married, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I know people who like old married couples, not old, but like not even like in their forties, who were married and they just fucking hate each other. Yeah. And they all they want a divorce hella bad, but they know like just the There's bullshit the, that yeah. goes in that's involved. And they have three kids, and it's just like it's so much trouble. Marriage is nothing but trouble. It's only there. And they put so much pressure on women to make them feel like they need to. The the wedding, the grand wedding. There's so wedding. much pressure. Like you need to get married. You need to get married. And so like in like we talked about man seeking woman when uh, the sister feels so mm, pressured because everyone younger there is getting funny. married. It's like you shouldn't feel that. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't feel obligated. Oh, I'm gonna reach a certain age. I have to be married. No, you fucking don't. Be your own person. You don't need the government to tell you. Oh, now you're an actual adult. Now you're adulting. You're doing it right now because yeah. you got because you got married and now you're having kids. You don't have to fucking do that, dude. I think that's you just be together. The main point is the government should have no say in who who marries who, who loves who, who wants to do anything in their personal life at all. I should be able to do heroin if I want, as long as I'm not hurting anybody. I agree. That smaller government is you know that should the idea of not having any say in anything you do, that to me is okay. If you're hurting someone, if you're doing something that causes someone else pain, then yeah, you can go fuck yourself. The courts have something yeah, to say about that's that. What, that's what uh, alimony is, though. It's uh. hurting other people. So, <laughs> so that's our two cents, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't get married. That's what we think. Uh, I, think we that's the, I think that's the, the thesis yeah. of this entire podcast is, yes, th- yes, there is institutionalized racism. Yes, that exists. Stop pretending racism doesn't exist, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. It's there just because you don't deal with it. But more importantly, don't ever get married. Don't, don't get married. Don't get married. 
And we love we and I also we, wasn't we love women. Cosby. We want you to know this. <laughs> yeah. Friendly reminder: Chris was not defending Bill Cosby. <laughs> Chris didn't uh, defend Bill Cosby, and we love women. We yeah, definitely. We don't hate we, your gender. I swear. Yeah, not at all. And we, we need to get some more flavor on here, so we'll we'll work on that. Yeah, getting out pl- that woman. We voice have plenty of women coming on here, just so you guys. We know. do have a, we do have a few you know lined up. Guests yeah, we lined do. up. We do. Ready yeah, to discuss so. these kinds of things. All right, Stevie, all right. wrap this up, buddy. Yeah, this is gonna bring us to uh, Stevie's book suggestion segment uh this this week i want to suggest since it is black history month i want to suggest my favorite extreme horror author his name's uh wrath james white uh he's one of the most crazy writers in hardcore horror history uh he's he's a small press writer but he's looked upon as a god in the eyes of uh small press authors so the book i'm suggesting is called his pain uh, this book is about a child born with a rare central nervous disorder where every sensation he feels is pain. From sound to flavor, from breathing to his heart beating, everything is pain. He has to learn how to master his pain and turn it into pleasure. And he meets a yogi. His parents do everything they can to try to save his life. So he ends up meeting someone who teaches him how to basically... meditate and harness his pain and turn it into pleasure but he doesn't know the idea of pleasure so they hire a prostitute to show him what pleasure is and he ends up whoa (laughs) spoilers sounds like Chris well he ends up (laughs) Chris biting her fucking face off and and dude yeah (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought you weren't supposed to be like giving the whole book up you were just supposed to be like yo check this book out so here's the beat for beat uh, (laughs) play out of what's gonna happen in this story Uh, it's it's amazing it's it's an amazing book it's done by Deadite Press if you guys get a chance check out deaditepress.com um, but yeah, Wrath James White, again, the book is his pain. And you can find me on Instagram at The Last Bibliophile, as well as Facebook under Stevie August Borghese. Adney? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all Adney Barreno. It's just my name. You spell it out, Ad Any Barreno. And uh, real quick, uh, look forward to next week. Let's get a little intro. We're going to be uh, seeing Deadpool, and we're going to give you. All, all of you guys, our review, we're going to discuss the film, what we think about it, and what it means for uh, the superhero genre moving forward, this, along with other stuff. And this is the Alcoholic House. Thank you to all the Alkies. We're out. Good night.